the college experience, college football coaching hot seat episode on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, presented by WinBet. Get started today, and you'll get a risk-free bet up to five hundred dollars. Terms and conditions apply. Get the details at WinBet.com. That's W-Y-N-N-Bet.com, and download the app today. We're also brought to you by Better Than Vegas. Better Than Vegas is your home to free daily video picks from SGPN. It's like YouTube for sports gambling. Make sure to subscribe to our profile at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash BTV. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash BTV. We're also brought to you by PicksWise. PicksWise has free picks every day for every single sport. Check out all their expert plays and betting news at PicksWise.com. Once again, that's PicksWise.com. Hey, what's up, you degenerate gamblers? This is Bill Burr, and you're listening to SGPN. Let it ride, baby. Welcome to the college experience, college football coaching uh, carousel, I should say, or a hot seat list. My name is Colby Swinging Dantabase Dan, aka Pick Don D. That's not a pick, this is a pick. And I'm joined by my co host, former JMU Duke defensive back. Give it up for the burrito eating. Sideline kiss stealing, wheeling and dealing. Patty C in the place to be. Hi, oh, yeah, buddy. I'm feeling the vibes. Mm-hmm. Boom. Bring How are it you, home. pal? I mean, that just sounds great, doesn't it? I can just listen to that all fucking day. Right. Who was that written by? Who's the? That's uh... oh, Hans Zimmer. Right Hans there. Zimmer, nice right. pull. Trust me, I know my Hans Zimmer. The guy was a G. Yeah, he is a true. There's a few of those dudes that just did movie after movie of heaters. And I don't know if you ever watched behind the scenes. He goes out there in Daytona, Florida, while they're filming this. Yeah. Uh, packs for the weekend because he's doing the interview. Yeah. And they. Don, uh, Don Simpson, the producer, who's a crazy fuck, yeah, uh, wouldn't let him leave. So he ends up spending like five months there. <laughs> with with, so he's got to buy everything. But anyway, <laughs> what like, the hell are we talking you about? You fucking do music for five months. I own you. <laughs> yeah, and everyone's got a price. All right, to quote the Million Dollar Man, Shit, right? man. everyone's got a price. You throw a couple million at me, I'm staying <laughs> anywhere for five months. Uh, how are you, buddy? This is college. We're in full swing college football now. FCS college football happened today. Saw some money games with major implications. Isn't it great to watch a regular season game with actual playoff implications? It is. That doesn't really happen in, in college football. To see in the FBS, teams right? earning an automatic qualifying bid. I was even thinking this. I was looking at the 16-team bracket for FCS that they're going to be doing. Yeah. And, you know, the 16-team thing, although I want 24 because certain teams would be out. Mm-hmm. It's genius if you do the home game thing. If you give the first four by, yeah, right, and the next 12, six and six battle each other, 
First four by yeah okay next wait how would that work sixteen no I think it's just sixteen. Um, oh, everyone plays in one to sixteen then. Yeah, right? if, when they go twenty four, which is what I think okay. they normally do. And then there's bye weeks. Yeah, then they have okay. bye for, for for sixteen. It's just I don't straight. know what the fuck I'm talking about. I'm all over the place. Anyway, I was saying, man, the fact that they play their games at home. Yeah, amazing. They're selling them. So I look. I don't want to beat a dead horse. There, people know my opinion on that. Uh, coaching. This is where it gets interesting, buddy. Every year we do this. The hot seat. We're going to talk college football top 10 coaches on the hot seat, or maybe even give you some honorable mention after that. Um, we're going to talk a year. I mean, obviously last year was a really crazy year for college football. Certain teams only played three, four games. Yeah. Um, we're going to talk year one grade, grade those coaches from year one in the COVID season. There we go. They're upcoming year two coaches. Yeah. And, and on, then we're going to hit touch on the new hires and then we're going to talk about the future. The future, as far as next year, which coaches will be out, which coaches would move. This is a, we are a college football, college basketball podcast. We talk it year round. Yeah, buddy. And we are already in full swing college football. I love it. Already. Not wasting any fucking time here. Make sure you tune into our week one preview, which is already out there. Me, Patty C, NC, Nick highlighting the best games of that week. We got week two on deck coming uh, Thursday morning for you listeners. Maybe Wednesday night if you're really swift. Uh, so let's just get into this thing. All right. Let's just, uh, kick it off. All right. Um, and, uh, let's jump into uh, what I think for this season. I I'm assuming that everyone has the same opinion here. Yeah. The coach with the hottest seat to me. Starting off. Number one, we're not wasting any time. Should we go backwards? No, I don't think just because like you said, there's no like real order here. These are kind of just coaches on the hot seat and we might as well not waste a freaking moment of your time and let you know who we think has a boiling seat right now. Yeah. Uh, I think clay Helton's gotta be, gotta be across the board, right? Yeah. You would figure, I mean, for a guy that just took his team to the conference championship game and played it pretty close against Oregon. That is, uh, I love how he keeps winning just enough that they're stuck with him. I mean, he had an undefeated regular season going into the conference championship game. They won every game by luck. They did. They did. Onside kicks, <laughs> tipped passes in the end zone. Hey, they, if they um, had played Alabama, they would have <laughs> lost by 35. I love it, though, because as a guy that wants USC to fail, right. it's fun to watch. Now, um, it's amazing, really, that we have that feeling toward USC. And because they only had probably eight years in our lifetime where they were really a truly dominant team. And that was all the Pete Carroll era. Um, maybe it was 10 years somewhere in there, but uh, the rest of the time they haven't been amazing, but there's something about that university that screams entitlement. And yeah, they're I just mean, like, they're, they're essentially Texas of the West kind of. Yeah, yeah. So got to love watching them lose I a little like, bit. I like seeing them lose. I'll be honest. Yeah. Uh, and I will continually root for them to lose. So, right. And, and Clay Helton has the program really almost at its, you can't say it's at its floor, but it's, it is kind of out of it yeah. at its floor because well, you're running the air raid, which I just don't think I, I love the air raid offense. I think it's great. Just like the triple option. Yeah. I don't think you need to do that at USC. So, um, yeah, it's, it's a waste of uh, a waste of the talent that you have. I mean, again, I do. I think the triple option in the air raid can work right. But what they're 
great at is neutralizing a talent advantage yeah. and you have the talent advantage. So you don't have to neutralize it. Do I still think that you can win with an, well, clearly with a, he just went five and one or four yeah, and one, whatever with the, the talent yeah. advantage running a system like that. Absolutely. I think you have a, a great chance, um, but he doesn't seem to know how to get it done and get over the top. And when I say that they've reached, this is kind of their floor. It is over like a 10 year period with him because if you hit the true floor of USC, which is like a six win season or something, mm-hmm. then you fire that coach and you most likely you're going to hire a coach that is able to get, he's like a, 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 a 25th percentile coach, you know, who's just going to win enough that they can't. Well, fire. And like, I, I actually think the conference has been da- like, as much as I think the PAC 12 has been good, that the PAC 12 South has been kind of down lately where he should have dominated it where he didn't. Yeah. The opportunity has been there for a while in the PAC 12. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, look, they open up the season home to San Jose state. Who's good. Yeah. Right. Then they play home to Stanford and then at Wazoo and home to Oregon state. If he goes two and two, you think, you think they're fired? Well, the door, the, 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 the seat is on fire. That's for sure. Whether they pull the trigger is a tough schedule, dude. It's me, a tough schedule. Let me pull up USC schedule. Who do they got? The, I'll put it like this. They play their nine conference games. And then they get San Jose state who won the mountain West at Notre Dame and home to BYU. I mean, those are two teams with the combined, what two regular season. They have zero cupcakes on this schedule. He's going to be fired this year, right? There's no way. San Jose state, Stanford, Wazoo, Oregon state, Colorado, and Utah. They're going to come out of those first first six games. Four and two. He's okay at four and two. They they could win them all. They could win them all. They could win them all, but they also could lose. They could lose two. I'd give them five and one coming out of those first four. Um, but then on the back half of the schedule at Notre Dame, it's probably a loss. Uh, at Arizona is going to be tough. They're going to lose at Cal because back to back away. Might might lose one of those two. So let's say they won't lose one of those two. That puts them at uh, three losses, and then it really comes down to what gets him fired. <laughs> Four losses, I think, gets him fired. Uh, well, theoretically, he. What if he loses to Notre Dame and BYU, but he he wins the Pac-12 South? <laughs> then oh, it would be another Clay Helton yeah. season. <laughs> uh, he could actually lose to San Jose State, Notre Dame, and BYU, and, and still go eight and four and retain his job. Well, what do you think a a regular coach in this playoff era? We know it's only been going on what seven years now. Yeah. Uh, how many? playoff berths should the USC fan base expect from a good coach to make uh per year. I'm guessing once like 0. 0.7, 0. 0.5, maybe once every two years, USC should be in the playoffs with a good coach. I think the talent events is pretty big over everyone else in, in the, yeah. And the pac 12, it should be more often than that. They probably, should be almost yeah. like Clemson, you know, yeah. it should be like, it should be 60% of the time. But Clemson eight game schedule. Yeah, and and not a, not nearly. Clemson has like South Carolina State and Furman on the schedule. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the Pac-12 is harder than the ACC right now. Yeah. Um. So you should, especially given that he's got more tough games on the schedule out of conference and one more in conference game, you should expect, uh, maybe two losses per year from USC. Or, but if if USC is going to be the USC that they were under Pete Carroll and under other co- coaches like John Robinson in the past, then this that's a truly nationally dominant team that they've been able to produce before. And that should be a one loss team at most, you know, yeah. if, if they get to that level where they should be. Well, who do you, who do you think? I mean, uh, you think Helton's the, the clear cut number one. 
I don't, I don't know. Let me take a look at the rest of these. Scott Just, Frost. Scott Frost. Make a, a case for Scott cooking Frost? At Jim Harbaugh. He just signed an extension. He did just sign an extension. What if they go four and eight though? Is he safe because of that extension? I wonder I what the buyouts. I think like. it's possible for them to go four and eight. Their schedule seems kind of easy this year. I feel like Michigan's. Yeah, there's part of me that thinks that maybe that was a blip on the radar. Although that he's had, uh, he had the quarterbacks all in in tow for you know several years. So it's not like he was you know he was breaking in a new quarterback. But the guy had gotten reps in his system before. Who's uh, who did they have before? They had McCaffrey. They McCaffrey had transferred Joe, out. Nixon, Milton. Milton, Milton yeah. had gotten backup reps before, and then uh, they had uh, the dude from what Arizona. Michigan schedule, home to Western Michigan, win. Home to Washington, probably a win. Sure, maybe. Home to Northern Illinois, win. Win, yeah. Home to Rutgers. Probably a win. It, I, that, one, that game went to overtime, double overtime, I think, last year. <laughs> yeah. But pro- should be a win. Then they're at Wisconsin, at Nebraska. Loss, and then. I mean, saying this team's probably should have won. They're not going 4 and 8. Yeah, they should be they 5 and 1 out the gates. Yeah. Back end of the schedule, a little tougher, considerably tougher. Northwestern at Michigan State, maybe 1 and 1 out of that. Uh, Indiana and at Penn State, I can see them going 1 and 1 out of that. And then. Uh, at Maryland and Ohio State, probably one and one out of that. So they could lose four. I don't see him losing eight. If he goes seven and five, he's safe, right? <sighs> he shouldn't be. For one more year, he's safe. He's safe for one more year, I think. Okay, so that that begs the question then: is health? So I think Helton's job is is more insecure than 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 uh, Harbaugh's. Right? Yeah, I think that the fans at USC like winning the Pac-12 championship or competing in the Pac-12 championship game cannot be their realistic ceiling. And that's what he's proven it to be. And so if he doesn't break through that in what year was he six now? Yeah. I don't even know. Yeah. But a lot. Um, well then let me ask you the question. Do you think uh, Scott Frost is in a, a spot that I, I actually think Frost is in the more dangerous spot for him to be fired because he'll be in year seven, Clay Helton. But I mean, I think Helton, I go Helton one. Yeah. I think Frost two, maybe. Harbaugh, I don't even have it three. I think he's like seven or eight. Okay. Frost is way up there, too. I mean, for a school that had gotten sick of. They got a tough schedule, too. Nine win seasons. Uh, Scott Frost hasn't even sniffed the I think if they, he's safe with seven wins, right, Scott Frost? Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Does he get seven wins? Well, they went four and eight in his first year, five and seven in his second year, three and five in his third year. And we're, we're thinking he gets to seven and five this year. I would have to look at the schedule. I got it right here. All right. Week zero at Illinois. They should, they should probably win that. win that. Yeah. They get a buy in their home to Buffalo. They should win that. That's too. a dangerous. Oh yeah. That dangerous. is a tough uh, group of five. Yeah. For sure. Uh, at Oklahoma. They'll get that. smashed by that. So I hear that. I saw them trying to get out of that game. Yeah. Like a bunch of bitches. It's their 70th anniversary of the rivalry. Yeah. Come on. Uh, it's then, okay to take an L guys. Like, and just then the back to back, keep your sack intact, the back to back of, uh, them taking on Oklahoma and then at Michigan state back to back weeks could be back to back losses. I there. expect them to lose because of that. Yeah. Right? And Michigan state. You expect so I got to them get... at two and two. Then they're home to Northwestern. This is a they tough schedule. They could win that. Give them a win there. Three and two home to Michigan. They should lose that. Yeah. At Minnesota. Probably lose that. Yeah. The three and four, three and what five, three and four, three and uh, four. three and four. Yeah. 
Okay, they get a bye week for Purdue. It's in Lincoln. Let's give them that one. Sure. Four and four. Hosting Ohio State. Four and five. Yeah. Hosting the Southeast Louisiana. They they actually got a quarterback that was an Arkansas transfer. Cole Cole Kelly, I believe his name is. Southeast Louisiana's got some offense, bro. They got some offense. Hey, Nebraska doesn't have the ability to afford to take anyone lightly these days, especially Scott Frost right now. Classic SEC move, giving them an FCS team in in November. However, yeah. at least it's a, a good FCS team. They made the playoffs last year, I believe. There you go. Um, at so let's give them that win. That, that's somebody. That's five, five and five. Yep. At Wisconsin. Uh, that's a loss. Home to Iowa. It's probably a loss. I think they can go six and six. They might get. They might. Is squeeze. he safe at six and six? <laughs> he, he's got to win a bowl. Seven. They need a winning season under him. Four years. Can't win. <laughs> I mean, seven and six, and he's still on the hot seat going into the following year. But I think that is the minimum. That I don't think you can have four straight losing seasons. As I mean, for Tom Osborne, who he played under in college, had twenty-five seasons as the head as the head coach at Nebraska and finished in the top 25, all 25 seasons mm. that he was there. Mm. <laughs> that's insane. That, that's really tough. But Hey, the, the, I mean, they are in, I mean, they, they're scheduling kind of tough right there. Yeah. Once they're at a conference, Buffalo, Oklahoma, Southeast, I guess it's not as bad as USC's, but it's, it's still, still not a cake. Yeah, Buffalo who played for the Mac championship. Yeah. Oklahoma at Oklahoma. And then you got an FCS playoff team. Yeah. That's, that's a tough out of conference schedule. I'll give him credit. Um, does he get it done? Who it, it, is Clay Helton fired next year? Patty C. Is he still the coach of USC? Is Clay Helton fired? Next? We go one by one. Is Clay Helton the coach of USC with next that year? schedule? We said he has to get to eight and four. I bet he's. I bet he's still there. I bet he's still there after seven years. Okay. Yeah. Is Scott Frost the head coach of Nebraska next year? <sighs> I think he is too, just because it means so I much. Think I too. think they'll give him a longer well, leash yeah, yeah. than they would most. Okay. We talked Jim Harbaugh. Is he the coach of Michigan next year? Yeah, I think he is. Yeah, that that extension. I don't know the buyout. I know part of the extension though was to make the salary not as potent as it was, or or the the terms of the contract kind of soften it up a little bit. So maybe if they uh, manage to reduce the buyout there, then they could afford to get rid of him. Either way, throwing their support behind him for five more years suggests that they're willing to give him one more. I'm with you. I think he's there another year. I think he's there. So let's talk Dino Babers, Syracuse. <laughs> Yeah, he's had a he had a good year, but a, a while back. But didn't he win ten games in what nineteen or is it eighteen? Eighteen. Let me check old Dino's. Uh, I think yeah, I think it was uh ten and three in two thousand eighteen. That's not that long ago, Patty C. That's only three years ago. Yeah, but you followed that up with a five and seven, and then a one and ten campaign. But they had so many opt outs. I feel like you got to throw last year out. Right? Yeah, that's true. But we're sitting here we're starting at, a fullback at guard. <laughs> it does make it considerably tougher. You're not going to beat many, uh, many yeah, good teams. Not, not, not only are you taking a player out of his position, you have to take a player out of his position group entirely <laughs> to, to fill another one. Um, I mean, you look at this schedule, Syracuse. Okay. At Ohio dangerous game against Frank Solich's bunch in, in, in Peden stadium in Athens, Ohio week one. Then they're home to Rutgers, which I think they, you think they beat Ohio. I don't feel confident saying that. I don't feel confident saying that. I would think, I would think they would, but one in 10 versus Ohio last year was yeah, what? They're a good team. You yeah. Know, like they have Rourke respectable. Yeah. yeah. Um, let's give them the Ohio win. Sure. Let's just get, let's just be, be, 
you know, nice to the University of Syracuse. Um, they got Rutgers week two. I'm, I'm on Shiano all day here. Uh, it's going to be a good game. No, Shiano's going to win this game. It's in the Carrier Dome. I don't give a good goddamn. Yeah. Uh, week three, they get Albany, who's not horrible in the FCS ranks. They'll get that one. Though. They'll get that one though. So they're two and one. Then they're home to Liberty on a Friday night. Toss up. But Liberty smoked them last year. Yeah, in the me, carrier. Dome. Give me Liberty. Yeah, yeah. Or give me death. Uh, there we go. Uh, so two and two at Florida State. Uh, yeah, Seminoles all day on this one. <laughs> I don't even feel confident. Yeah, they're that, they're, they're like the least likely, yeah. <laughs> the, the most evenly matched team to play. Uh, but I would still down in Tallahassee give that to the Seminoles. I mean, you look elsewhere. Clemson. I'm sorry. Wake Forest. They they could be Wake. Right? They get them at home. Give him, the a, give him a win there. Okay, so that would be what? That's three wins? Yep. Home to Clemson? It's an L. At VT? L. An L, yep. Home to BC. Ooh. They look good, though. Halfley did a great year. job, yeah. Is what's his name gone, the quarterback? Or is he got to Phil Djokovic? No, back. Djokovic yeah. is back. That's going to be a good BC, game. Dude. I got to lean BC, yeah. too. Uh, they get a bye. They're at Louisville. Yep. At NC State. They're not winning any of these games, dude. They might win one of those two and then hosting Pitt. That can also be a close game, but uh, Babers already has four losing seasons in five, including a one in 10 <laughs> toilet flush last year. What does year. he have to do to, to, to save his job? I think six and six saves his job. So Ohio, Albany. Well, I mean, Wake Forest, we gave him that. And I, Dave Claus is probably going to win that game. Yeah. I think he's fired. Yeah, I'm going to make it this prediction. He's the first of the four fired. Babers is out. Yeah. I mean, if you have five losing seasons in six years, Syracuse, you know, we were looking back at the early nineties in the eighties. They were, yeah, they were a good team. They were like a top 15, 20 team. So that expectation as the state flagship school, the state of New York, a gigantic fucking state, you should be able to, even if it's not in New York city, you should be able to cobble together some talent. You know, UVA is in Charlottesville. Uh, in DC and Richmond, you know, are the far more populous cities, but you have to go there to recruit if you're, I don't, and I know New York city is more of a basketball city than it is a football city, but there's still a fucking 19 million people in that metropolis. There's plenty of talent for you to recruit and get it there. And if you've been there half a decade or six years coming up on now, yeah, and you're only winning one out of very six. Not good enough. Babers, you're probably on the way out. All right. Now we get to the big one. Cause I, I agree. Babers. I think he's going to be done now. If he can pull off six and six, I think that he, would help his cause tremendously. I think he stays another year or two. Yeah. Um, let's talk Chip Kelly. Chip Kelly. Ooh, this guy, his we're still assuming he's going to turn a corner here, but and look, if you look, they have the nine conference games, Patty C, and the three out of conference, home to Hawaii, who yeah. was good last year with Todd Graham. Yep. Home to LSU and home to Fresno State. Doing themselves no favors. They couldn't no. they couldn't do a New Mexico State there. <laughs> they couldn't, I mean, that those are games they're gonna have to eke out. Yeah. So well, what do you think? I mean, what is six and six? I think Kelly stays, right? Yeah, he's three and nine, four and eight, and three and four. So from a win percentage uh, standpoint, he's gone up every year. He's closer at three and four last year to 500 than he's ever been. And that USC game was pretty fucking close. You know, it'd really be huge for him. What's that? Win that one, win the USC game and get to five wins. I bet his job safe. All right. Look at the schedule week zero against Hawaii. I think UCLA gets it done. 
Uh, we yeah. We're gonna be at this game probably. Yes. Right. Uh, week two LSU. I'm giving LSU the edge. I think right now we have to take LSU, right? Yeah. Uh, one and one. They get a bye week home to Fresno State. Fresno State won this game against Chip Kelly, I think, in year one. They get it at home. Yeah. It was the it was the one that Fresno won in. Uh... It was in it was in Pasadena. Wow. Uh, give me give me UCLA. Dorian Thompson Robinson. I think they uh, they got go enough UCLA firepower too. But yeah. I mean, I don't. This is one that I expect this to be probably like twenty one seventeen in the fourth. Yeah, exactly. Should be a good game. Two and one out the gates though for at the Bruins. Gonna take an L at Stanford potentially. Should be a good game though. I got them beating Stanford. Okay, you, you give you them three and one. Cardinals. Palo Alto, the the hornet's nest that it is up there. <laughs> Home to Arizona State. Ah, uh, it's tough. I have no idea who wins that game. I bet between Stanford and Arizona State, they go one and one. Uh, I'll, I'll see you there. Okay. Um, at Arizona. They should get that win. At Washington. That's a loss. That should be a loss. Home to Oregon. Oh, they should lose that. I think they could win that. They should have beat them last year. They had they didn't have Dor- Dor- Dorian Thompson Robinson head coach. That was a damn good game last year. If they didn't throw that, that Hail Mary fucking halftime pick six, yeah. they win that game. That's right. Um, they get them in Pasadena this year too. They're gonna beat Oregon. We should we should be at that game too. Yes. Uh, at Utah, loss. Okay. Bye week, home to Colorado, win. Right. Yep. At USC. It's a loss still until they do it. Home to Cal. They give them that win. What do we have them at there? How many? So we gave them Cal, Colorado. I gave them Oregon. You, you didn't. Them, okay. So Arizona. That's uh, three. Four. No. Three. We'll give them Oregon. Okay. okay, four, uh, Stanford five, Fresno mm-hmm. and uh, Rain, uh so that'd be seven, Hawaii. seven and five seasons. What's been seven? So either six or seven wins. I think he's back. Then. Chip Kelly may be back, but he's got to get it done. He can't be laying eggs against teams he should be beating. All American son of a bitch. <laughs> um, and that USC game. I mean, zero and four against USC, especially if they get close and they get their hearts broken. Fans are going to be salty. Not a good way to end a season if you're a coach on the hot seat. So I, let's hope for Chip's case that he gets that done this year. Yeah, because if not, if not, he will probably be sounding like this. Yeah, yeah, he, he felt like he felt like shit afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, fair, fair, uh, fair possibility that's the case. So right now, I mean, our hot seat—we have five guys on the hot seat. Only one of them you think we we think would be fired. Let's talk Matt Wells, Texas Tech University, Patty C. This is what, year three? I think four, right? Is it three or four? Let me see. Here. I think it's four, right? I think it's four. Has it been that long? We're going to figure it out. Um, I feel like it's four. This will be year three at Texas Tech. Mm. Four and eight, four and six. So getting a little better each each year, not from a wins He's perspective. He's got sh- but a show coming in. Show show or is it shuck or show? I don't fucking know, but yeah, he's shows coming in. Yeah. The big show is coming in, <laughs> uh, to West Texas and throwing the fucking ball around. But I heard rumblings last year that people were really disappointed in their season. Well, if you're at Texas tech and you've had Mike Leach and then who was there most Kingsbury recently that was going like six and six every year. Yeah. He was doing a decent job. Uh, then yeah, but they did hang with Texas pretty. They they fucking blew they that Texas. Won that game. They should have won that game. I I feel like uh, Wells is a good coach, and I think that he's going to trend in the right direction as he builds it. So I don't I don't see him getting fired after this. 
Well, let's go through the schedule. Stephen F. Austin. Wait. No, I'm sorry. Houston. Ooh. <sighs> I don't know. I think I favor Houston. Where that game's in Houston? Yeah. At the uh, uh, Allegiant Stadium or Reliance Stadium or whatever it is. NRG. Uh, yeah. Oh, I mean, 50, is, 50, 50, 50. Yeah, but I'm, I got into my head. I would bet on Houston. Yeah, I would too. So, oh, and one Stephen F. Austin win. Yep. Florida international Butch Davis to win. Yeah, I think so too. At Texas loss. Yep. At West Virginia. Not loss. a guarantee though. With the so fucking Helton, Helton take my chances. Helton in year one, not Helton, uh, Sarkeesian in year one. Oh, that, you're talking about the Texas game. I'm yeah, saying the West Texas. Virginia one. Uh, yeah. They're going to West Virginia. Yeah. Back to back. Yeah. I'm at giving Texas, that be West Virginia for sure. So we would have them then at uh two and three mm-hmm. home to TCU. I mean, these, these, these are really good big 12 games. Um, I, well, I'll just say I'm going to give them one. So if I'm not giving it this one, I'll give another one that would be a close game. So we'll say two and four. At Kansas. That's a win. Three, three and, and four. four. Yeah. Home to K-State. This is the one you could say. Yeah, there you go. They get them in West Texas again. Four and four. Yeah. At OU. Four and five. Bye week home to Iowa State. Interesting game. But they lose, right? Yeah, they should probably lose that. Four and six. Home to OK State. Four and seven. At Baylor. Four and eight. I don't Even know. Even if they beat Baylor, let's just give them one of those. Yeah, five, five and seven. You think he's safe for one more year? Yeah, I do. Um, but it's real close. Uh, if like there's some like problems with the locker room at that time, yeah. I can see them pulling the plug at five and seven, I, six and six at six. I think. <laughs> yeah, I, I think mean, he's safe at six and six. Uh, but I don't think he's gonna be able to get to six and six. I don't know. You're you're you just threw that Texas game down like it was automatic. They had their chance last year, dude. Well, fucking Sarkeesians in year one, and it's his fourth game while Herman was in what. Uh, year five or yeah. whatever. So okay. So look, I think those are what? Are, how many did they just name? Five or six? Uh, I think we had them at five and seven. Oh, coaches no, no, are talking six. Helton Kelly Wells Harbaugh. See, I don't even think Harbaugh is on that list though. I think it's another level. I think level one is Helton Kelly Wells Babers Frost. Yeah. Level two. I think it's Harbaugh. I also think Pat Narduzzi is on level two. How do you like Pitt? I get like having some higher expectations for their program, especially like since joining the ACC, you got to figure they want to take the next step as a program. I mean, they can't be happy with mediocrity every fucking year. Yeah. What is he's got eight and five, eight and five, five and seven, seven and seven, eight and five, six and five. That's they fired Cliff Kingsbury for doing the same shit at Texas Tech. Right. That's I mean, considering that you should win your nine conference games like most years, then that is the definition of mediocrity. Um, granted, not like some of these are losses in bowl games, you know. So, but those count. But I would figure they would give more uh, credence to the regular season games, which he's done pretty well in. So, I think Narduzzi's in a safe spot. Um, I don't think they'd be itching to fire him unless he went like two and 10 or three and nine. They, they, they should just want to be better. They're pit. Yeah. I, I think that this team doesn't know how good they're supposed to be yet. Um, and they're kind of accepting where they are, but with the talent that's still there in Western Pennsylvania, especially Kenny Pickett, six year senior coming back. Yeah. Ohio's right there. This actually schedule kind of breaks right for them. You want to talk about a sleeper pit? 
They get UMass, which by the way, the OC of Pitt is the former head coach of UMass. So interesting little tidbit there. A little, little, little quality game there. Inside insider trading, inside They're gonna knowledge. They're going to destroy UMass. Tennessee is in a spot. We have no idea what Tennessee is. I mean, they had a million transfers. I think Tennessee's due for a bad year, right? Yeah. So I expect them to beat, but knowing Pitt, they probably would find a way to lose that Tennessee. Well, the game. SEC always finds a way to win those. So. But I got them beating Pitt. I mean, I'm sorry. I got them beating Tennessee. I do not. I have Tennessee winning that game. You know, Tennessee lost like everybody, dude. I would need to check that a little more closely, but I just figure Tennessee has pretty significantly superior talent than Pitt does at this point, even with a lot of transfers. What? Pitt's got like first rounders on their defense. That's true. Pitt did have the nation's best defensive line last year. What are you talking about? But Tennessee seem like they're, they're not a very good team. They're not mincemeat, but, uh, Tennessee they had that freshman wideout last year. Pitts freshman wideout. Tennessee is a top twenty recruiting team almost every year. Talent. Tennessee has fucking talent, even if they don't win. Let's let's uh, let's see how many transfers left Tennessee this past offseason. Okay, well you're looking that up. I'm going to be pulling up uh, Tennessee's recruiting classes over the past few years, and we'll uh, we'll have a little powwow here in just a second with the fans. I mean, I don't tell know. them what a fucking idiot you are. I mean, when's the last time Tennessee beat a good team? It's a fair point. I'm not arguing. <laughs> I that. guess the argument is, is Pitt a good team? All right. <laughs> yeah. I would say we just Depends claimed that year. Pitt is the definition of mediocrity. Where the fuck is Tennessee on these recruiting rankings? I got to prepare better for this shit, but um, yeah, I don't know how many players left. It doesn't, they're never going to tell you this shit because they're probably have, they're probably changing all the time. So, um, I don't know what to tell you. I know that they, they have uh, they do have your boy though. Okay. I can give you this ready. Guantanamo Bay transferred to Washington state. JT shroud, their other quarterback transferred to Colorado. Kasim Hill left transferred to, to Rhode Island running back. Tyler Chan or Ty Chandler transferred to North Carolina running back. Eric gray transferred to Oklahoma wide receiver. Jeez. Brandon Johnson transferred to UCF tight end. Jordan Allen transferred to Weber state offensive lineman. Wayne Morris transferred to Oklahoma. Jameer Johnson, offensive lineman transferred to A&M. Uh, offensive lineman Abercrombie transferred to Illinois. Holy crap! Defensive lineman Xavier Williams, Florida A and M. Defensive, uh, sorry, linebacker DeAndre Johnson transferred to Miami. Niles Gaddy transferred to Jackson State. Uh, Ethan Wrinkle or Rink transferred to South Alabama. This is all this past year. Yeah. Key Lawrence transferred to Oklahoma. Uh, Balin Buchanan transferred to Louisiana Tech. Kicker, their best kicker, transferred to Georgia Tech as well. Not a lot of love for old Josh Heupel here. Well, this happened before before Heupel because of that scandal with the money they were paying players in, so everyone dipped out. Yeah, everyone dipped. Heupel out. may be walking into a shit show here, so maybe he you did bring in Hendon Hooker. It's a nice. That point. was the, the the hilarious thing was Hendon Hooker transferred like two days before this story. <laughs> so then everyone else stuck left. stuck by the fucker. By the way, they still have seven other players in the transfer portal that haven't announced who, where they're going. Well, I'll say this: I, I just looked since 2017. Every single year, they finished number 21 or higher. In fact, well, they were paying. Yeah, well, they got caught. This is why they transferred. That doesn't mean the talent isn't there, <laughs> but yes, I agree. That's a, that's how it happens all over the place. Except uh, Alabama is bringing the SEC money, so they don't throw them under the bus. But uh, the 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 fans at Tennessee aren't winning, and the administration isn't winning, so they will throw uh, whoever the fuck was just there under Palmer the bus. Palmer and uh, and uh, Jeremy, what what was Pruitt? Yeah, Bob um, or yeah, Jamie Pruitt. So so I'm gonna take Pitt to win this game though. Uh, okay. Fair enough. 
Um, Pitt also beat Hypo when he was at uh, UCF. Um, I want to get more energy here, but I'm drinking this shit beer. It's time for me to change it up. Get life together. Okay, look, Western Michigan. Look at this pit beginning to the season. UMass, Tennessee. Folks, Corona Familiar. You're my family, so enjoy with me. Buddy. Take a big swig right now. UMass, Tennessee, Western Michigan, New Hampshire to start the season. They're going to go 4-0, and then they have Georgia Tech after that. Sims is a decent freshman, but I think they're, they're, they're in a better spot to beat Georgia Tech. They're going to be 5-0 and and having a bye week. For at Virginia Tech. Yeah, I guess you could say his uh, his job's pretty safe there. Then, I mean, they there's a lot of these teams that they're even they're, like we know about the ACC Coastal. the The whole thing is exactly evenly matched, and so I love this schedule for them. Let's see. You said UMass that's a win at Tennessee. If they get that win, yes, it's a fucking great start. Western Michigan and uh, New Hampshire both at home are good. Good chance of a win. I think they're ahead of Georgia Tech right at now. At Georgia Tech, they still got the edge there, even though make put the game in Atlanta well, makes it a, a little they closer. They get a bye week before Virginia Tech. They'll lose that though. But really, you're much. They were four and five last year. Yeah, that's true. But they the year before they were pretty good. I don't know. But I think you get a bye week. If too. I had to lean one way, I would say at Virginia Tech. But who who does Virginia Tech have before that? Uh, Virginia Tech is hosting Notre Dame the week before. So oh, I love pit spot. That is a good spot for Pitt. That's still a 50, now, 50 game. They get Clemson in Pittsburgh, which give them a chance, but you don't favor them. The there. last time they played in the regular season, they beat Clemson. Fair enough. Uh, then they're home to Miami. Could be a win. Yeah. Could be a loss at Duke should win home to North Carolina. They get their three hardest games in Pitt. Yeah. Then after that, home to Virginia. This team could go like they could go ten and two this year, dude. They, there's a lot of chance for variety here because these games, depending on how good Pitt is, could break either way, and that's the nature of playing in a conference with uh, a ton of parity. Is like depending on how good you are that particular year. You're Nar- e- Narduzzi's going to save his job though. And Narduzzi always fields a well-disciplined and coached team. If if Pittsburgh's cool with seven and five. I anticipate him getting there again. I think his job is safe. I don't, I, I don't see him really as a hot seat coach, but do, when does Pittsburgh start demanding more? Well, but, I think he's in a great spot to have like a nine and three season. Yeah. That's what he needs. He needs to get them to a point where like, if you're pit though, let, let me ask you this, Kobe. Like we criticize coaches all the time for like, you know, doc holiday throwing away a good thing at Marshall That's Marshall, right? Like the coastal is up for grabs every year. You could win at Pitt. A good coach could win the coastal every year. Yeah. That's true. I mean, it's not a guarantee that they could do it. I think, I think there are some good teams in the coastal conference or coastal division that would make that hard to do. If you, if were, you had to, rate, if you were a great coach, you could okay, win the if, if you coastal most years at the, Pitt. The, the, the divisions in football. Yeah. SEC West, right? Yeah. Big 10 East. Sure. Well, maybe Pac-12 I mean, obviously North. Obviously, the Big Twelve. Yeah, is, Big Twelve. Yeah. is a is a conference slash division. The Coastal's one of the weakest, dude. Yeah, it's not well, especially at the top. You know, if you are. That's my point. Is like if anyone just shows up and be. I mean, you see it with Mac Brown. If Clemson played in the Coastal, they win it every year, just like they are, they are to the. Uh, well, that's true. Pacific. But I'm saying if if you would have put Louisville in the Coastal some of those years with Petrino, they would have won the Coastal. Maybe. I mean, yeah, everyone else did. So why why not Louisville? Yeah, um, well, I think they would have consistently won it. Like two or three years in a row. Maybe, maybe they were, they were, they were pretty good under Petrino. Um, yeah, 
I think Pittsburgh does have that potential to get to that level. They're, they're a little bit like Michigan state. They're basically the exact same team in my mind as Michigan state, Michigan state actually would probably win that conference win that division With every Antonio, other year. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So maybe they should be expecting more at Pitt. I think, but I mean, I think he's going to save his job here. So let's move down the ranks here. But first, let me tell you that the college experience coaching uh carousel slash, you know, Top 10 hot seat episode on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by WinBet. WinBet is bringing you the action of real sports betting with the Win Las Vegas experience. Get in on all your favorite teams, players, and sports games. We got generous promos going on. Odds and parlays are happening right now at WinBet. Get started today and you'll receive an offer up to five up to a $500 risk-free bet, guys. $500. Come on, put some money on a game. Collect 500 smackaroos. Woo! Terms and conditions apply. Get the details at winbet.com. That's w y n n bet.com and make sure you download the app today. All right. All right, I think I'm at 7. I I I think Narduzzi is in a is in a spot they're more likely to fire Narduzzi than Michigan is to fire Harbaugh. I disagree. Really? I think a terrible season for Harbaugh. But I don't think it's a, a But he disaster. never has a terrible season. Narduzzi's proven to have losing seasons. Harbaugh had a terrible year last year. What, they were like two and five? The last year, the, the COVID year? I don't care. You're Michigan. You should never be below he, anywhere near 500. Three 10 win seasons? Uh, he did, but that was a while ago. He has he has earned basically his leashes. He's at the end of his leash now. All you right. know. Uh, well, let's hop. Uh, I mean, this is all. I guess I'm gonna call for Tom Arth of Akron, or perhaps Leffler of, of Bowling Green. Actually, Leffler should probably be the first one fired. But <laughs> he should have never been hired. Yeah, should have never been hired. That's got to be one. I don't expect either Arth or Leffler to be good this year. Both should be fired. Yeah. I don't. We let's move along. <laughs> <laughs> I think Thomas Hammock at Northern Illinois. Those are the Mac schools. I think all three of those kind of right there. What about Justin Fuente, Virginia Tech? Yeah, what big if, time. What if he has a bad year? Yeah, this is a schedule we need to take a peek at because uh, off the top of your head, you had a losing season last year. If you're going to credit Harbaugh with that, I think Virginia Tech must know that as well. And 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 by the way, at a conference schedule for uh, Virginia Tech, they have Middle Tennessee, who's Average, I guess. They'll win that game in Blacksburg. Uh, Virginia Tech will? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh, Richmond, which is tricky. Richmond's a good FCS school. Well, you missed one. Oh, yeah. At, at West Virginia. <laughs> Talk about one that could gain you some grace with the fan base or lose you a lot. Yeah. Real quick. Then you have Richmond and Notre Dame. This is a tough non-conference schedule. Even Middle Tennessee, who struggled last year. Stock's, Fuck yeah, that's a tough Stock's schedule. Still is still the coach there. Traditionally, after one bad year, he has a really good year. Yeah. So, uh, I think that's a that's a tough schedule, man. Yeah, you you can't sleep on Middle Tennessee out of the gates, and that actually may be a good thing for Tech as far as you know summer preparation. Uh, going to West Virginia week two is great for the fans. What if he starts off one and three? One and three. They get North Carolina Thursday night. He's done. That goose is cooked. If he starts one and three, it's possible, dude. Rich, we've seen JMU beat him. We've seen it is possible. Old Dominion beat him. It is possible. Me but Richmond, those were humongous him? black eyes. Yeah, but, but, but I mean, Richmond's an undefeated FCS team right now. No, Richmond could beat him. Yeah. If J- if JMU or ODU could beat Tech, Richmond could beat Tech. 
That's what I mean. Is like, I mean, what happens if you start off? Even, even let's give them, let's give them Middle Tennessee and Richmond two and three, North Carolina, West Virginia, Notre Dame losses. Two and what'd you say? Uh, if they lose the UNC out the gate. Yeah. Oh, I didn't see UNC at the top there. Yeah. Snap. Oh uh, boy, and that isn't even including Notre Dame. Ah, yeah, yeah. He might have a hard time here. Granted, if he manages to go four and zero, which is also possible, that's a hell of a start to a season for him. And the bye week before Notre Dame. Yeah. Get Lane a fucking rock and a roll. Is rolling. he the coach of Virginia Tech next year? I cannot say. I do not know. You gotta fucking say. I guess I do have to say. Oh. They gotta win, man. That's all that's all it is with this fan base at Virginia Tech. I mean, I think they are he's at the end of his leash now, too. They don't have any more patience. It's win now. Uh I think he I can't tell. I don't know. You tell me. If uh, I, I'm going through here and I can see six wins. If he goes six and six, does he save? His no, game? he's done. He's done. Really? At six and six, he would so have seven and five. He's okay. I think he needs to get to eight and four. Oh, he's fired then, dude. Notre Dame's a loss. Yeah. That's the only guaranteed loss on his schedule, pretty much. And even that coming off a bye week and hosting a Notre Dame team that's breaking in. Wait, a new quarterback back to back at Miami at Virginia. I refuse to believe they'll probably gonna, lose yeah, one of those. They'll lose one of those, for but sure. they, they kicked the shit out of Virginia this past year. Yeah, Cause Virginia wasn't that good. And Miami's not that good. Didn't you, Miami uh, kick the shit out of them though? Let me, uh, let me check that for you. No, they only won by one, but okay. it was at lane. Yeah. I'm saying Virginia tech could win that game in Miami. No way they're going to win. Dude. This happens at like a 93% chance. Well, tech always chokes. Yeah. They're the yeah. chokies for lose. a fucking reason. They have two sets of back-to-back away games. They're not doing it. Yeah. He's fired. He probably is fired. Seven to five. I don't even what think. What was that? Gets Trump show. You're fired. Right? <laughs> That's right. We should have that clip. Our fans. Yeah. Are, yeah. He felt, like, he felt like shit afterwards. <laughs> you know, Fuente might be better served somewhere else. You know what? You know what? The best thing that could happen to Fuente this year. What's that? Is that Gary Patterson. He goes seven and five. And Patterson like retires. Patterson retires and it goes and takes over the place that he used to OC at, uh, as a head coach in the big 12. And like I said, I don't know if you just saw it, but he's had like, I mean, I guess Beamer had one of those dudes, but apparently Gerard Evans, I think, uh, he gets Texas quarterbacks. Like it's his fucking job. Why wouldn't you just go to Dallas? Uh, or yeah, at Fort worth and recruit from that place. What if fickle leaves Cincinnati? Do they hire Fuente? I don't have no idea who Cincinnati would go after, but that would be a bad hire because I think Cincinnati at this point, you know, should be looking for us. They should get Marcus Freeman as their head coach. If, uh, if, if fickle, if fickle leaves. Leaves. I agree probably with that. Yeah. Let's switch topics then to Ed Orgeron. Is there any way a guy who just won a national championship two years ago, I mean, five and five season at LSU, Patty C, is there any way? That Ed Orgeron gets gets canned. Well, who was the uh, Auburn guy that got canned a couple years after winning a national championship? Going to or, or, or no. going to the national championship? Or Gene Chiswick. Oh, Chiswick. No, they yeah. won with him. Yeah, they won that. So if it could happen at Auburn, it could certainly happen at Baton Rouge. Uh, SEC fans are fucking nuts. So, um, and kind of rightfully so. It seems like you should, if you're paying that much money, have one of the top five <laughs> coaches in the country. Uh, well, look, I mean, he just won a national championship two years ago though. And yeah. I actually think the schedule kind of breaks nice for them. Look at UCLA home to McNeese home to central Michigan and Louisiana Monroe 
at a conference. Once again, they're doing a great job. I understand they're in the SEC West, which is the hardest division, but I doing mean, a good job of watering that yeah, SEC they West. Water the fuck out of that schedule. Yeah. Um. So out the gate, how about this though? If Chip Kelly pulls off the upset Saturday, September fourth, against LSU. Or John finds himself not on not on a boiling hot seat, but if they be zero and one. UCLA, fans are talking. You say he plays a week zero game. They'll have a little bit of an advantage there. Yeah. Uh, then they get McNeese. So let's just play devil's advocate and say he loses to UCLA. But okay. He beats McNeese, beats Central Michigan. He's two and one. Yeah. And they lose. They in should. They should beat Mississippi State. I and mean, I don't know that the, the talent edge is that huge. I know uh, Leach experienced a bit of an exodus from a uh, talent and player standpoint. I think that is an addition by subtraction kind of situation there, though. And a year for uh, Leach typically has been, you know, year two has been a much better situation for him than year one. And down the stretch, uh, Leach's last four games, uh, or actually last five games of the season, a win against Vandy, a seven-point loss at Georgia, a seven point loss at Ole Miss, a 14 point loss to Auburn and a 21 point win against Missouri. They were turning it around. They were definitely getting it figured out in the second half of the season. And, and they won the bowl game against Tulsa. That's a good win. Yeah, that's a good win. Leach turning that corner and you know, his first game there, he absolutely annihilated uh, at Orgeron. I'm sure Orgeron has circled that on the calendar a little bit. That's a disgusting seltzer water that I bought there. I'm trying to lose weight. Uh, and drink some bullshit. So sorry for, but we just looked at the, one of the drinks I bought with absolute disgust. Understandably so. So, so wait, I mean, let's, let's go, let's go through the schedule though. It's a, and so you think they beat Mississippi state and Starkville? Oh, uh, they are way more talented. Mississippi state still, they should win that. Yes. If we're talking about LSU as, as what it typically is, which I think, you know, the team that beat Florida, if that's the team that we should expect to come back in the fall as LSU, then yes, they Florida should. It was not as good though. I, I saw flaws in Florida's team all season. I also saw them have their some, offense was elite, but their yeah, defense was not. That's true. They were basically North Carolina. Um, I expect it to be a good game. Don't so, get me so wrong. They beat Mississippi state. I'll give it to him. I'll give it to him for Ed, okay. for Eddie. O's Home sake. to Auburn. Oh boy. New coach at Auburn. Give me, give it to Eddie. O, I guess. Okay. So four and one. Yeah. At Kentucky. Win. Loss. Could be a loss. Loss. Okay. We've given them a few wins. They have, I mean, Kentucky needs solid quarterback play before I we'll call commit. Them, we'll call them four and two. Okay. Home to Florida. Oh, uh, home. They get a win there. I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. That's a tough one. They beat them last year on the road. They'll get them at home this year. Five and two. At Ole Miss. That's tough. I think they lose, right? I think Lane's offense, number one in the country, bringing back his uh, playmaker quarterback. Yeah. There's a chance he, he can't keep up there. We'll give him a loss there. Okay. Bye week at Bama loss. Yeah. Four losses on the season. Right Home there. to Sam Pittman in Arkansas. A big game for Ed Orgeron right there. Uh, give him, give him a win. Home to ULM, Terry, uh, Tommy, or no, Terry Bowden, new coach of uh, the Warhawks. They should get that. They should yeah. be seven and four going into the final week. Home to A and M. This 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 could be for his job. It's fortunately fortunate that they get it. If he goes seven and five, you think they at start? home? Is then he would then be what? He would be twelve and ten in the in in the two years after. 
Yeah, because what was he this year? Five and five. Five and five and a seven and five, 12 and 10 at LSU. Pretty unacceptable. He just went undefeated two years ago. It's true. But prior to that, six and two, nine and four, 10 and three. I'll and give him one more year. With the Fiesta Bowl. Yeah. Especially because he's, he's Louisiana to his yeah, fucking core. They'll give him one more year. At, at, at seven and five, they probably should. Because if they beat UCLA out the gates, we're looking at a nine win season, maybe if the other ones go, as you said, Oh yeah, LSU has so much talent that they should be winning. I mean, SEC West is tough, but it's not as up as it had been. You know, there are a couple like almost guaranteed losses on that schedule, namely Alabama. Um, but they get Auburn at home. Uh, who else did they get? They get Arkansas at home. They get a and M at home. They get Florida at home. I guess the real question though is is the defensive coordinator like Bo Pelini fired? The new defensive coordinator is Durante Jones. Uh Jones coached with Dave Aranda back at Wisconsin in 2015, right? Yeah. And I think Dave kind of helped uh step in and say you should you should yeah. grab him. He's been in the NFL since. Uh, are you sold on that hire? Dude, LSU. I don't know about that hire. I don't know anything about the guy. Um, you know, depending on, I would assume LSU would be able to spend some money and do some homework and get a decent dude in there. Um, I think, I think Orgeron has his job at the end of this year. I think so too. I think they give him one more, I think, but I don't think he's going to have a great year this year. I think the team's a little too young. Could be, but I think the schedule lines up pretty well that he's just because of all those really tough games being at home or several of those really tough games being at home, he would win one that he normally wouldn't. And so I could see, I could see nine and three. I could see, I could see it too. I can even I see ten I, and two. But uh, ten and two being what uh, the Bama and Florida losses or Bama and Bama and Ole Miss maybe at at Ole Miss and at A&M Bama. A&M has Mon back, buddy. Do they really? Yeah. This fifteenth season there. I don't know. We'll they, see. they could easily be seven and five. They could easily be seven and five. I, I think nine and three is probably where I would project them. Um, but. You know, seven to five puts him on the fucking uh, cooker well, going into 2022. Let me ask you this. Kalani Sataki. Yeah. Kalani Sataki. Kalani mother effing. BYU Sata- head coach, you know, before this past season where they had a great season, um, but fans wanted him fired. Yeah. Well, he's had one losing season in uh, his five years there. So let's assume that there's some racism. He's a good coach, man. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, probably going on in old Utah there, um, but and, and and I think he got an extension back in uh, what I think he got a, an extension uh, back in November, so maybe that gives him a little bit of love, you know, like Harbaugh. Well, but at the same time, this schedule is so brutal, especially since he's a Mormon and B alumni. I believe he's Mormon. Um, but be alumni as a former running back there, him having the season that they had last season, I think fans were a remembering men in hall pre uh, pre independence. Like when they were part of a conference and doing better and winning 10 and 11 games every year, but men in hall started to peak out at about nine wins. And then uh, Sataki had struggled to get to nine wins. He'd only done it one time in his first four years. So they were saying, okay, we're, we're regressing, but last year it's like, okay, 11 and one in the independent, like, like, like you just mentioned fucking ball buster schedule that they put in front of themselves. That's well, last year it wasn't that, but yeah. if he, if he can maintain, well, that's why they were so good last year. I mean, I'm not trying to say they weren't worthy, 
But I mean, you start your schedule this year. I mean, what they were freaking think? awesome though last year. They were a legitimately awesome team last year. Yeah, I mean, but what do you think? If they go seven and five, they're happy. <sighs> yeah, I think he keeps his job. I think he's good for a while after you think that. If he goes time. five and seven, he gets th- one more year. I think he gets one more year after that. Yeah. Um. I mean, I think he bought himself some serious like uh, credit. I think you're probably a right. number eleven season uh, finish in the coaches and AP poll. Um, I, I think he's got a couple more years and I'm curious to see if he's able to continue that success. But if he drops back down to the mediocre range, seven and six range over the next couple of years, I could see them moving on. All right, let's talk David. Cook. But against that schedule though, what, what the fuck do you expect? That's like, what I'm saying. Like, you know, I mean, you look at this. No coach is going to be able to win 11 games consistently against that schedule. Yeah. None agreed. Uh, let's talk David Cutcliffe Duke. Yeah. There's rumblings that he could retire soon. He's old. They're, the Duke fans wanted him fired last year. It was pretty ridiculous because this guy's actually been like their best coach probably since Spurrier. Yeah. Uh, maybe Goldsmith in 95. Um, <laughs> uh, here they are. I don't know what. I mean, the schedule, they get two power five. They're playing 10 power fives. Uh, Getting Northwestern and Kansas. Does Kansas count as a power five? <laughs> They shouldn't, but they do. <laughs> they are in that group, technically um, speaking. But they get, they're at Will Healy, Charlotte Bunch the first week, then North Carolina A&T. We talked about them. Dude. Yeah. Also, tough non-conference schedule. Well, it, I don't know if Kansas does, does Duke go winless? No, they beat Kansas, right? They beat Kansas probably. They should probably beat Charlotte. They're uh, getting better, buddy. They are getting better. They should beat A&T, even though A&T is a badass uh, yeah, FBA, FCS. FCS school. Um, so they should have a nice start to the season three and one. Uh, after that, I could see the losses piling up, having to go to UVA, having to go to wake forest, you know, games that would traditionally be 50, 50 games going on the road may put them in at the disadvantage there. It's going to be a tough season. Depends on Is what cut cliff their coach next year. I think not. I think not. I too. think it's I think time. It's done. How old is old Davey Davey C he is 66 years old and he looks like Humpty Dumpty. So, Maybe two years. I think he's going to be fired. I don't see him having a winning. I mean, look, if he starts out, I will say this. They seem to play Northwestern well. Yeah. So if, if he's somehow able to start out four now, all you need is two more wins for a bowl. It's certainly capable when you have Georgia Tech, Wake Forest. I mean, shit, they could even beat Pitt or Louisville or Miami. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah. I mean, he's he's a good X's and O's coach. He's probably a better, one of the best X's and O's offensive guys in that uh, conference. So it's possible with similar talent and things breaking the right way for him that I could see him getting to like seven, eight wins again. And he'd certainly be safe with that, but well, that's pretty much all. I mean, I have a couple other names scattered here. We know Randy Edsel just got an extension. Yeah, I think he's safe because I think there's no expectations that you right. right. How about Mike Loxley at Maryland? Oh, Mikey, Mikey Loxley. Um, I think after last year, you'd have to see them fall on their face this year uh, for fans to give up on them because the recruiting Look, is building. You know, last year they were, uh, they weren't, they were two and three, two and three. That's the equivalent of like a five and seven season. And I believe they were only playing conference games. So depending on, but who- look at these wins short of the Penn state win. Their only other win was Minnesota with 35 players out by one in overtime. (laughs) 
Yeah. That's a little, that's a nice little uh, schedule booster that most people probably don't realize. Oh, <laughs> uh, they got, a, they got a tough one out the gates too. hosting. Hold on. What did Loxley do in year one? He was, it was 18. It was his first year, right? Uh, no, it was 19. Yeah. 19. So that was three and nine. His first year, two and three in the year. Number two, um, I don't know if Maryland Terrapins fan base will forget his one and five, uh, run as interim coach in 2015 or his two and 26, uh, three year stint in New Mexico. So, uh, winning has a big year for him. This is a big year for him. Yeah. The recruits, but look, winning 40% of your games from Mike Loxley is basically winning the fucking super bowl. So what do you think here though? West Virginia out the gate. I got it as a loss. Yeah. I think Neil Brown's got the program at a better level. Yeah. Uh, Howard. That's a win. Howard's yeah. had their problems ever since London left for, for William and Mary. Yeah. At Illinois. This is an interesting game. Will Bielma. I think Maryland should be up. Maryland should win this game. But Bielma week three there. Who does, uh, who do they to to his brother? Yeah. He's good. He He's good. pretty good. They can still lose this one. They could, I, I'll give him a win. Cause it's, that's a long trip. But I think, I mean, which could make it a loss. But I think, I think they're still a little bit better right Kent now. Kent State after that, who's Kent State's got a good offense in the MAC. Ah, give me, give me the so old got Terrapins. Three and one. Yep. Home to Iowa. They could win that. They could win what that. What makes you think this team? You're just buying. Well, into they. A... I mean, I guess they don't have the coach they had a few years back when they almost took Ohio. They, Durkin. Ohio State Canada, to the gun. Yeah, yeah with my, Matt Canada. Um, in College Park. I mean, you got to figure this is a loss to Iowa, of course. Yeah. I mean, look, I, I don't have them. You, you have them maybe Three beating Iowa. You have them maybe. Be, I don't know that the Illinois game or the Kent State is a for sure win. Look, you're starting to sound like this. And you're nothing but a chameleon, yes. lemon-headed, coward, terrorist pussy. And I'm after you, buddy. You're going to pay for it. Good, Good night. night. <laughs> uh, hey, look, they're after you, buddy. Well, uh, look, I, I might have a few things bouncing around in my head that most people would think are unconventional, but <laughs> Maryland winning is not one of those. I think that they have some talent on that role. Well, let me ask you this. After that Iowa game, cause, which you have them losing, that puts them at three and two. Where's their, where's their other wins? Uh, well, they're going to lose at Ohio state. They will lose at Minnesota. Most likely they could beat Indiana at home. They will probably lose to Penn state on the road, but, or no, that's at home too. There's Matt Penn state had just a bad enough year. Although they were turning around at the end of last year that maybe Maryland has a stand. Do uh, small you chase. want to wager on that game? No, I do not. <laughs> Uh, at Michigan state, they could come away with a dub. I, it's just, t- I don't see a lot of wins on this sketch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to talk myself what? into some optimism. What do you think? Five, five wins. Sure. Is he safe at five wins? <sighs> yeah, he probably should be. They're playing He's in safe for one the more toughest division in football. He's safe for another year. Yeah. Um, they're then- moving. That would be another step. Uh, I get five and seven. That's above 40%. Right. Let me ask you this. Is this a crazy statement? Kirby smart. <laughs> Look, if they gave Mark Rick a hundred tries at, with two losses, then they're going to give. Yeah. I, I, I don't I actually don't know that. I think maybe the, the fan base does expect to take another step. Having And if you're Georgia, you should, you're watching. Auburn go to the national championship. You're watching LSU repeatedly go to the national championship. You're watching Alabama fucking win every other national championship for 12 years. Uh, you watch Florida get to the 
probably at least as far as you are, you know, and this is your time right now. And you've managed to put a fence around the state of Georgia. I mean, he shouldn't be fired, but, but I'm just saying they fired Rick and Rick had a better record thus far to through that many games. I think, right? Well, Georgia should, there's no fucking excuse for them not to be winning that division. They right now are in a better situation than Florida. They should be winning it two thirds of the time, which I think he, he kind of, has he done that? Has he won two thirds of the time? They lost to LSU in the uh, conference championship when LSU won the national championship. They lost. Yeah. Lost to Bama. They beat. Did they beat? No. Who'd they beat in the national champ? I don't know. I'm fucking mixing my years up, but yeah, he's right there. He's right. He's on the verge of a fucking national championship, but, but let me ask you this. He should I mean, also should be on the hot seat. If he can't, I don't think he should be on the hot seat, but I think their fan base would potentially do that. Yeah. But uh, here's another argument I'll say to you, Patty C. Uh, of why for the playoff argument that Georgia's another team. When they started JT Daniels, they were undefeated. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's why you have a large playoff because they were starting the wrong quarterback. Georgia has enough talent for sure. If if things start clicking for them, now granted they got lucky. They had a bunch of players out against Cincinnati, but Cincinnati had some guys. Do they out lose to the Clemson? They should have lost 4th. to Cincinnati. Uh, I think they went. I think I they think beat they Clemson. Too. Yeah. Um, but there's still enough games here that they could slip. They got to go to Auburn. It's a, it's a favorable schedule. They could have a national championship run though. I think the at Auburn and home and obviously the neutral site Florida game. I don't see. Yeah. I don't see. This is a nice schedule. Dude, that Clemson game coming off. This is a nice opening schedule. weekend. Or yeah, that that's a massive, massive Dude, first this game. This is a pretty easy schedule. They should yeah, it is. You're right. I'm looking at it too. They they should run the fucking table almost. Uh if they 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 should be in the playoff. Georgia yeah. right now, if I had to project, will be in the playoff. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't see I don't think Auburn's gonna be there in year one. I don't think this is a really tough schedule. Yeah. If they if they beat Clemson, even if they lose to Clemson, I think they're in the playoffs. And Florida breaking in a new quarterback. Well, they would lose to Alabama in the SEC championship, probably. Yeah. But if they run the table, they'd be. So they just have to beat Clemson. Yeah, and then they're in the playoff. (laughs) This is the problem, folks. This is why we say. uh, So after September fourth, we're gonna know. Yeah, we'll know one of the teams. Like, well, we know Bama already is one. That's true. (laughs) Yeah, we'll we'll be watching for two other teams at that point. There's a strong chance Clemson's not gonna lose after, so we'll have three. Three, yeah, because their only loss will be to a. And then we're just waiting on whether it's Ohio State or Notre Dame at that point. Yeah, so. Maybe Oklahoma. Yeah. Um, <laughs> College football. It's terrible. Um, I want this pilot. All right. Uh, so I don't know. I mean, I, I was going to mention David Shaw also as per, perhaps one. He's like the face of that program, though. I don't. I don't. All think right. They'd... How about Manny Diaz? Too early. He'd have to have a bad year, and I think. Uh, I think there's some hype. I think he's got some momentum right now. I don't think they want to chuck that, but if he falls flat on his face, he's 14 and 10 as a head coach. If he, if he goes five and seven this year, he'll be what? 19 and 17 as a head coach at the U in three years. Yeah. That's not getting it done. Uh, I think that and they have a tricky schedule, dude. I think the, uh, the Florida state game is huge for him. And, you know, to get a win there, that would buy him some, some good graces with the fans, but also obviously you want to get to at least eight wins if you're Manny Diaz this year. But I mean, you out the gate, you have Bama. It's a loss. The, the following week you're hosting app state should win that, but not, not at all a guarantee. 
<laughs> After that, you're hosting Michigan State. That's a nice start to that uh, non-conference. They could be 0-3. They could be 0-3. They could easily be 0-3, but getting both App State and Michigan State at home. But I think you get coming after Bama, you don't. You're going to be banged up. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I think it's you're a great You're demoralized and State. you've taken a body yeah. shot. <laughs> like, uh, Yeah, it is a great spot for App State. Um, that said, if, if what I'm, do you think through those first three? You think two and one, really? I do. I, I don't. I, I, you know, maybe you're, maybe you're right. Maybe one and two out yeah, of this for sure. I think one and two. Okay. Then they get Central Connecticut State. That's a win. Two and two. Then they're home to Virginia, which is weird. Virginia kind of plays them good. I feel like Virginia does play them good. Uh, it's on a Thursday night, short week, so that p- kind of plays in their favor, uh, especially with, uh, for all intents and purposes, a bye week in what is that Central Connecticut State the week yeah, before? Yeah. Um. Give give me Miami on that one. I guess I'll go Miami, but it doesn't sh- would not shock me. Well, I want to yeah. see their quarterback play because I think Virginia is going to be bringing back. You know, you know what you're getting with Virginia. Brandon Armstrong is coming back. They project as a slightly above average ACC team. You know, I mean, they could easily lose that game. Yeah, they could easily lose that game. Thursday night at home. Give it. Let's give me. Give them So I got them right there though at three and two. Yeah. Maybe maybe two and three. Yeah. Right. Then they're at UNC loss. Probably a loss. Well, they dropped 60 on them in Miami last week <laughs> or last year. Yeah, That's a loss then. All right. And I think NC state's going to be pretty good this year. Okay. I think it's a dangerous game. It is. And they're at Pitt on October 30th. It's going to be cold. You know, these boys in Miami don't want to go to Pitt and we'll give them one out of those two NC state and at Pitt. Yeah. All right. And I even think that I think there's potential if the shit really goes downhill here. Yeah. There's potential for a horrible season. Well, who do they have lined up as quarterback outside of fucking, uh, What's his name? Um, You're King? Old King. I think they had a transfer come in. Oh, no, they still have, uh, what's his name? Not Martel. Martel transferred. Yeah. But they still have uh, the other guy. I'm drawing a blank on him. I, I forget his name right now. It's I not... know they're bringing in that hotshot freshman uh, who came from California to Georgia and then somehow managed to flip his uh, commitment. Dude, in... this could be a really horrible year. I'm not saying it's going to be. Yeah. But the way that the chips fall after Pitt, like, okay, Georgia Tech. Didn't Georgia Tech beat them last time they played them? Did they? No way. What happened in 2020 there? Oh, fucking internet. Georgia Tech, I think, beat them. Georgia right? Tech, that game was canceled last year. Uh, so go to 19. 2019. Georgia Tech beat them, I believe. In overtime, right? Twenty nineteen, they lost in overtime to Georgia Tech. You're right. And that was year one of of, of Collins. <laughs> tricky game. It is a tricky game. I'm gonna they give it to They could have Miami. a really shitty season with the way the schedule goes. And if they lose at Florida State, that could be the nail in old Manny Diaz's coffin. Too early though. How what year is he in there? This is year three? Yeah. And one of them was a COVID year? No, he's got a longer leash than that, I feel like. Unless they have an absolute dog shit year. By the same token, you're a fucking Miami hater, so I could easily see. Well, they haven't been good in 15 years, Pat. <laughs> that's, that's true. Well, depending on what you think good is. I'm saying they've never passed the eye test in 15 years. They could be four and one going into a road battle against NC State or UNC. UNC would be uh, coming off of a game against Florida State the I'm, previous I'm week. I'm not a Miami hater. It's just you like to propel them. That's what channels it. That's what channels it is like. This is a team that gave up 62 points at home to Miami last December. Uh, well, what else happened with Miami last year? What was their overall record? Yeah, it was a good, it was eight and three or something. Eight right? and three. That's a decent team. And yeah. How many winning teams did they beat? Oh, uh, 
Jeez, I don't have the numbers in front of me. Look, they kept it. They beat zero winning teams. That UAB is the only winning team they beat. <laughs> I'm serious. Uh Pitt had a losing record. Virginia went five and five. That's not That's what I'm saying. The, the Tech UAB. had a losing record. Uh, you seeing my? Point I mean, now? they kept it close against Oklahoma State. That's probably the best indicator Oklahoma of State and the bowl game. Oh, okay, yeah. Three point loss. But Chubba Hubbard didn't play, right? Didn't a bunch of those. Chubba guys Hubbard had a shitty year last year. Uh, look, Miami's a look, decent. You try to call them a good team. The year before, they get shut out by La Tech. They lose to Florida International. The year before, they took That's Florida a airport to the fucking right? gun. They lost to a fucking. And Florida airport. wins the Orange Bowl later that season. Florida, Miami's not good, dude. You're a Miami hater. You're a noted Miami hater. I'm gonna say Manny Diaz is. I think he's fairly I safe. I think he's good for another year. Yeah. Okay. Um, I want to tell you guys out there that the college experience is brought to you by Better Than Vegas. Yes, it's like YouTube, but for what hashtag DJs only care about, which is sports betting, we're giving out free video picks daily over on our Better Than Vegas profile page. Better than Vegas is always running a ton of free contests as well. They got a ton of free picks and handicappers uh, to check out. So make sure you subscribe to our profile so you don't miss a pick. Sports Gambling Podcast slash BTV. That's Sports Gambling Podcast slash BTV. All right, Patty C. Let's get let's get going here. Um, let's rock. I, I'm juiced up for this yeah, segment, baby. Yeah, but, uh, let's grab a bottle of whiskey. Let's do a shot. You want more? Yeah. What, what do you got me doing here? Go over there, grab, grab a, I don't know. There's a bunch of whiskey over there. Grab a bottle. There you go. Grab two shots and let's do this, buddy. All right. All right. Now. Here we are talking year two, year two of uh, the coaching realm. Obviously, a, a COVID year hit a season ago. Not your traditional year to talk shit on on uh, first year coaches because certain coaches only had four games, only had six games. Some had ten, but it was a mess. No spring ball, camps were were ridiculously short. So, like, it, it, I feel like everyone's got a little bit of a pass. But I still want to talk about what you thought from these coaches, Patty C. Well, they definitely had their work cut out for them, but everyone was in the same boat for the most part. Well, not entirely. I would say, yeah, last year is a very tough year one to judge a coach based off of. So um, we really won't know what these coaches are really bringing to the table until this year. But we got a little peak last year. And we're going to grade them. Yeah. We are going to go one by one and grade them and think what, and make our guess on this season. And we're going to start out and the foreseeable future. Yeah. We're going to start out with the AAC Patty. C. Ryan Silverfield. This is a guy you hated on all fucking fall. I just, I, I'm fading Memphis. this year. <laughs> I am not fading Memphis. I think they're, they're, they're a good program. They're a little bit coach proof. Eight and four year one. Can't hate that. No, he got fortunate. He got fortunate. <laughs> he definitely had some miracle victories in that time frame. But uh, credit where it's due. Maybe he's a fucking second half coach. That was what we discovered about Ryan Silverfield last year. Uh, he is a, clearly. I can't. I can't deny him of that. Looking but, forward, let's see if that trend continues. But you really believe that uh, that we're looking at a a you know this is what would you grade year one? Yeah, B plus. I mean, I guess I gotta go with the record. But from an eye test, I thought they. They, 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 they were not the same team, right? <laughs> I, I have never seen Colby more befuddled <laughs> after the UCF game. I'm like, how did he win that? Talking shit <laughs> on the text. <laughs> and then okay, I'm not even, it was like a weekly guy. thing. I'm yeah. like, Silverfield sucks. I don't like, even, I'm not even defending Silverfield. They come back. Um, 
look at this schedule. They're they're home to Nichols, which watch out, by the way. Watch out. Nichols has got an offense that can light it up. Oh my gosh, dude. Yeah. Who is their fucking coach or their yeah, offense coordinator? Lindsey Scott can can fire the fucking lasers, their quarterback. That's a that's a tricky game, week one. I think they get it done. Yeah. But the defensive coordinator uh um, that is a very yeah. tricky game. I am not I think Nichols cannot be slept on. In fact, if there's a team on the rise that's like the most dangerous team. They put up 75 twice in a couple weeks, yeah, 84, Eight, yeah, 84, 87, or yeah, 87 and yeah. then 75, like a couple weeks later, it's like, good Lord. There's a certain threshold that like from a points, like scored standpoint, you can get like the high sixties and you're like, all right, that's a fucking dominant offense. You get in the high seventies and then you get in the high eighties. It's like, yeah, you, the, you almost like mathematically can't accomplish that without <laughs> something special happening. <laughs> Uh, they get Nichols week one, then at Arkansas state. That's a, that's a good one right up the road. I hope they do that every year. Yeah. Um, two and oh, you think? Sure. Yeah. They could also be owing two there. Yeah. Um, home to Mississippi state. This is a fun one. It is a fun one. I will right be watching this one. Yeah. Um, yeah, dude, this schedule is tough though. Cause UTSA is, I was really impressed. We'll get to UTSA in a minute, but. Yeah. That, that then you're back to back away is at Temple at Tulsa, then home to Navy mm. at UCF. Mm. Dude. This is he's gonna middle take a, of that ske- schedule gets tough. He's gonna take a step back. Cause look, after that, SMU ECU is gonna win the championship this he year. He gets both of those at home though. Uh at Houston and then home to Tulane. Where's the easy game on the schedule? Find me one easy game on that schedule. Mm, UTSA at home. But UTSA made a bowl last year. I think this team is good. Yeah. Uh, ECU at home could be a, I mean, I think Houston's Houston's getting better as a, uh, as a coach over there. I mean, I think he's a good coach. I don't think he's getting better. I think he's just getting that program turned around. Um, but you're trying to throw in that ECU shit. All right. This is what I say to you. (laughs) And you're nothing but a chameleon. Yes. Coward. Terrorist pussy. All right. (laughs) Okay. I deserve that. Uh, I don't see many easy games. What do you think at Arkansas state? I mean, you got to figure right up the road. That's Butch regional Jones. rivalry. Butch Jones. Uh, Butch Jones there. Well, that might make it kind of easier for him. That's true. But he brought in some Bama transfers. I know that. Um, I mean, I think they're going to win those two to open the season, but it also wouldn't shock me if they lost. Yeah, they could be four and oh, they could be two and two. <laughs> this team could be two and 10 and it could be 10 and two. Yeah. Um, but you know, I mean, look, dude, look at last year. Last year they beat Arkansas State in the Liberty Bowl by 13, right? Yep. Um, dude, this team pulled a horseshoe out their ass against UCF 50 to 49. UCF was dominating like Memphis was not winning at all until the final like 30 seconds of the game. They yeah. were down by double digits majority of the game. Same with the South Florida game. They beat South Florida 34-33. They somehow get that Navy win 10 to 7 and then the even the Houston game this team a back. lot of closed games. One, two, three, what? Four, five games, six games within three points out of the nine that they played. I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to, I'm going to continue to ride my fade Silverfield. I'll give him a B cause he went, he went eight and four, but I think it was a bad hire. Actually C plus C plus they're going to lose this year. They're going to be, they're going to be plus B. We'll, we'll find out more what the grade on that hire is. You're going to start to see the regression and perhaps they go back to Fuente. That could happen. That very much Two could years happen. Two down the, the road, perhaps. I don't know. Um, it could be a landing spot for old JF. So you're giving him a B plus. I'm giving him no. I'm giving him a C plus B slash B. 
And I guess if I had to give him one right now, I'd give him a B. All right. And All right. I suggest we take some of this delicious Jameson Stout. There we go. Shout out to Magic Man Blanco. Hooked up the studio. What a fucking stud. Thank you, sir. Uh, Willie Taggart. Florida State. I mean, I'm sorry. Florida, Florida Atlantic. Mm. You know, I'm going to admit this, and I probably, you know, supposed to know everything about everything. I don't know much about what Willie Taggart did last year. Kind of very much under the radar in on my radar. So maybe you can shed a little light on. Well, Jim Levitt, their DC is now at SMU, but part of Florida Atlantic success last year was their defense five and four with Levitt in year one there with him. Yeah. But, but, uh, they got to a bowl. They lost the bowl. Ah, so five and three regular season. Um, and out the gate there. I mean, look at the defense did look at, tell me what do you see in the offense here? Week one, they scored 21 against Charlotte. I watched this game was in a monsoon. Florida Atlantic had a pick six and a fumble that went very far back, a fumble recovery. So they almost had two defensive touchdowns, <laughs> right. right? Then they score a nice nine at Marshall. Mm. Then they did drop 24 at UTSA. Okay, that's not exactly lighting it then up. Then 10 but... against Western Kentucky. Yeah. Then they did, they did lay it on Florida International. But even 24 against UMass. Struggling. Uh, three against Georgia Southern. Mm. 31 against a bad Southern Miss team last year that had three different coaches that year. And they got still lost by 14 and put up 10 against Memphis. They suck on offense. Yes. The point is Taggart got out of Taggart. Levitt got out of Dodge. And Taggart isn't like an offense. He's a defensive guy traditionally though, right? What is his, what is his offense? Taggart specialty. Let me, let me check here. His position coaches. Yeah. Wide receiver quarterback. OC. Yeah, you're right. He's offensive guy. C. Silverfield's better than Taggart right now. Well, Taggart's thing is obviously going to be the recruiting. Taggart had some good years at at, at uh, Western Kentucky and South Florida. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he, so he can get it. He didn't going. really have that yeah. many good years. He had a couple good years. Here's his South Florida record: two and ten, four and eight, eight and five, ten and two. He did steadily improve at a pretty fucking fast clip there. So, for him to come out the gates five and four, if there's going to be an improvement on that at the same rate mm-hmm. and then he can recruit and bring talent in. And then, then you might expect Florida Atlantic to be pretty good, but the, what, what are you uh, grading this? that's the most bullshit five and four I've ever seen yeah. in my life. Yeah. Um, it's the jury's 100% out, but I'll give it a C plus for now. Five and four first year. I think Silverfield's right now. Silverfield versus Taggart first year. You got to give it to Silverfield, right? By both yeah. teams had winning seasons. Both teams though, to me, didn't pass the eye test. But yeah. I think Silverfield's bunch looked better. They won a little bit more, and uh, they they looked a little bit more on the eye test. All right, let's let's stay in this this Florida State triangle here, this Memphis Florida State triangle. Let's go to Mike Norvell. <laughs> Talk about another guy we don't know enough about. Like, what are you going to grade this one? I'm curious. As a Florida State coach, I mean, you look at last year; uh, they yeah. went uh, three and six. <sighs> Losses to Georgia Tech, losses to Louisville by 32. Mm. Losses to NC State, Pitt. Right now, and especially since he kind of lost his locker room, this looks like a D to D plus higher. Yeah. Out the gates. I mean, short of the Duke win, even their wins, Jacksonville State, they were losing that game at halftime. They ended up winning it by 17. Um, and, and North Carolina, they went up 28 nothing in that game. <sighs> 
one of the biggest chokes of all time. That is the true new choke at Doak. Uh, 25 years, 26 years. Well, they got the win. Oh, they, oh, they got that's the win. Right. What am I thinking? Oh, but they were up 28, nothing. UNC battled all the way. That's back. right. They did beat North yeah. Carolina. I am fucking idiotic. Um, against the number five team in the nation. That was a huge win for him. Massive. But win. But I guess the scary thing was they got all those points in like the first, like 15 minutes of the game. Yeah. They didn't score again. When North Carolina wanted to turn it on, it was automatic. They just didn't. If turn there was it five more minutes enough. in that game, Carolina yeah. had that win. hundred percent. Um, I, and that's what I mean is you look at it and you're like, okay, well, where's the good win? Duke by 21 on December 12th. Uh, that was a good win. Sure. That's their, that's their statement win of this season. Yeah. Jacksonville state. I mean, I mean, North Carolina was their statement win of the season, obviously. Oh, uh, okay. But yeah, yeah, it's true. That's true. Couple of decent performances. And that's why I say like, I didn't see the time inconsistency, some bad loss, some real bad losses. Yeah. And you're right. I, it's tough to see it. It's easy to see a tide turn and we did not see it. So maybe my, uh, <laughs> my, um, initial like, uh, encouragement about Florida state might be unfounded here. You're taking Norville. them to beat Notre Dame week one. I am, but I think it, looking at this schedule now, I might have to backtrack on that. Uh, but that said, Mackenzie Milton uh, saw some clips of him looking sharp. I saw that. I saw in that spring in ball. Spring. I mean, I hope that guy, that kid has a great I hope he has. I hope he has a great career. It goes and pushes him into the pros. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, dude, anyone for that to happen. And the kid was always good. Like I, I, I've been impressed with that kid. Yeah. Yeah. And, and yeah. I wish him the best. So he's put in the work to get back there and uh, he deserves some success. So, so what was your letter grade here <laughs> for Norvell? So far, I'm going to give that a D. So three just, and six at Florida state with that kind of talent around unacceptable, but you know, to w- w- whether it's to his credit or to his fault, I think there's some addition by subtraction that's gone on, and I expect better things in year two for him. And, and what did you give Taggart? Uh, I think I gave Taggart a C plus. Yeah, I gave him a C. You were more kind. Uh, Five and four. Giving him a C plus. Silverfield, you gave him a B, right? Yeah. I gave him a C plus, being a little hard on, on Silverfield here. But uh, nothing new, nothing new from Colby here. <laughs> uh, and then we got Jeff Scott, South Florida. Let's stay in the state of Florida, Sunshine State, buddy. Jeff Scott, tough, tough year one. Although he almost beat Silverfield. Uh, what's your take on on Jeffrey Scott, former Clemson OC? Uh let me look back at this because what they go one and eight. I have to pull up and see. They were not. Get my memory yeah. jogged on what they accomplished. But yeah, I just, my, my, my recollection of them was terrible throughout the entire year. Um, so not super impressed by them. A couple games that they kept closer than uh, probably should have been. I do remember that UCF only lost by 12 there. Almost beat uh, Memphis. Almost beat Memphis. Yeah. Uh, only two point loss to Temple in there. So it did look like maybe he. Started to approach they blew, respectability. They were up, I watched that Temple. They were up, uh, like Temple stormed back. I think. I think majority of the game, South Florida was winning that game. I think. Yeah. Um. Huh. Maybe. Uh. Maybe this one and eight record isn't completely representative of what he did there in terms of year one, keeping them in a semi-competitive, at least in the games. Maybe not the results, but. Uh. What were they before he got there? They were pretty fucking bad. Uh, 19 and under Charlie Strong, four and eight. Four and eight. 
right now, what I'll give this a, a, a D plus. And this year's schedule Thursday nighter against NC state followed by a home game to Florida. Look at their out of conference schedule at NC state, home to Florida, home to Florida, a and M and at BYU. Hmm. Mm, mm. You got to figure Florida A and M should be the win there, right? Yeah, I better hope. Yeah. I better hope. Um, or else we're looking at a fat one and eleven. They're not going to have a good year this year. No, they'll beat some of the teams in the conference, but yeah, they're, they're going to struggle. Even again. the conference, they draw a tough draw. Look who they get from the West. They're getting SMU, Tulsa, Houston, and Tulane. Yeah, that's a tough draw from the West. It is. It is. Jeff Scott. Is about to put uh, the Dabo Swinney coaching tree somewhere in the realm of the Nick Saban coaching tree. Is it's a D right now, right? That's a D. Yeah, you got to figure this hire. I don't know. I don't. I don't think you hire uh, Clemson coaches. I think they have a, a, a vast talent superiority to the. I mean, maybe as recruiters, you yeah. know, but as head coach, there's nothing to suggest that you know it's not due to the talent advantage that they have, and that doesn't normally. Translate well when you go to a team with a talent disadvantage. Like, Let's talk Dave Aranda. Yeah. Baylor. Tough, tough first year. I mean, really tough first year, man. Uh, uh, I, I, what do we think? I mean, Fedora fired his OC, by the way, after one year. Two. They went two and seven. Two and seven. Um, I mean, this team had won 11 games or 10 games that met rule the season before. That's true. This is the, the program goes up and down at Baylor a little bit, but they've managed to stay up a little more frequently uh, lately. Um, some quick turnarounds by their coaches. Some interesting out of conference play this. I mean, they're at Texas state, which Spavadol's kind of got that program. I think going in the right direction. Um, some Tex- respectable losses last year, uh, Texas state to open up. Yeah. Give me Baylor. Even though I do agree with you. Spavital. Sneaky game. Yeah. They're going to beat Texas Southern week two, and then they get BYU on October 16th. The fact that that's on the road against Texas state too. Yeah. That's sneaky. With maybe a full fan, a full crowd yeah. there. Yeah. That's a sneaky, <sighs> dangerous game. Yeah. Um, what do you think? I mean, that's a D in year one, right? You got to win more than that. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're coming off exactly an 11 and one team or whatever they were 10 and two. So um, we're seeing eye to eye on most of our stuff here, except for Sil- Silverfield. Essentially, you yeah. were kinder on Taggart than I was too. Yeah. Uh, let's go, Leach, Mississippi. And you State. might be right about Taggart. I, I may not be. I'm, I'm, I'm attributing that grade to his record, and most of that grade may be uh, due to um, the defense coordinator, your boy. Uh, Levitt. Levitt. Yeah. Yeah. Levitt's a beast, man. Um, let's 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 go, Mike Leach. Let's talk a little Mississippi State football here, buddy. We touched on it a bit earlier. Yeah. And what, he, do, what do you think here? And th- this is where I'm going to uh, use a little nuance in the conversation and uh, and try to not be a homer here for our guy. But I honestly think when I say this, his uh, success um, is in the growth of this program throughout the season. And so while he did lay some early turds, you know, while he was figuring out who's who and like, you know, getting the, getting the culture of his program pointed in the direction that he wants it. Um, I think that uh, the four and seven season shouldn't earn him a B, 
but based on obviously the hire itself is a money ass hire. You know, his, well, and traditionally his first two years he struggles. Yeah, and then he turns around. Yeah, his his grade as a coach in year one should be like a C, but like uh, the hire itself, I consider an A plus hire still. Yeah, because so. I know I like it's proven throughout his career. Yeah. I mean, I'm not even talking as a head coach, assistant as well. Yeah. But obviously at Wazoo, I think he struggled for two years, maybe even three years. Yeah. Then it got going, and it got really, and it stayed going. Right. Same at Texas Tech. You go back to at Oklahoma when he was the OC when they won a national championship. Yeah. Um, to Kentucky, to Valdosta State. You know, you you go back far enough. It's 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 just happened over and over. Year two and three. Yeah. They turn a corner. Yeah. I agree. Um, and especially when you're a system guy and your system, any system is going to require on you having, you know, the sharpness and having the run at the repetitions and at a speed that you get a step on your opponent. And then the coach knows like what variations, once you have that step on your opponent, then you got, then a coach like this is going to be able to exploit that. And year one, they're not going to have it, especially in COVID. But in future years, yeah, they're going to fucking win. They're going to win with him. It's an A-plus higher, but year one, I got to give that a C, C-plus. Yeah, I'll go C, man. I mean, I, I think it's going to be an A, but it's kind of what I expected. But yeah, what about Kiffin over at Ole Miss? This is bet this exceeded my expectations. She did a good they job. Five and five, but they exceeded my, well, defensively, they were the worst. They were the terrible. Country, yeah. But still, they exceeded my expectations. I'm going to give it a B. I'm going to give it a B-plus. Mm-hmm. Just because mm. the SEC West is not a cakewalk, and to put up the number one uh, offense in the nation against the SEC—that Levy hire was underrated. That was a great hire by, uh, and, and letting go of uh, Richrod was a little bit of a risk there, but I think he made the right move. Apparently, obviously, Mel Tucker, Michigan State, tough first mm. year. <laughs> it's tough to to judge what he did up there, well, especially because the big 10, there was such a small sample size yeah. of the games, you know what right. I mean? Like, Beating Michigan immediately is a good look, a very nice look for him. They got housed a couple of times, right? Yeah. They didn't have a great, great year with him. Um, I know what did he go five and seven at his one year at yeah. Colorado. Yeah. So Carl Durrell making that look pretty darn good. Yeah. I'm not sold on this hire just yet. Um, I'm inclined to give it a fucking C, C minus uh, out the gates. Um, but we'll see. Two and five year one. What do you I, give it? I mean, I, I wasn't convinced that Colorado. I didn't like that. As a Colorado fan, I didn't like the hire. Yeah. Well, he's a, what, a uh, Kirby Smart disciple? Saving disciple, yeah. A saving guy? Yeah, both. Both, okay. Um, it's I mean, one of those like certain coaching trees you trust and certain coaching trees you don't trust. And he's in the one that you don't trust. Well, I mean, he had uh what? All of his losses were by double digits. Yeah. That's Rutgers, Iowa, Indiana, Ohio State, and Penn State. Yeah, he got smacked a lot. I don't know. I, I just uh forty two point loss at Iowa, twenty four point loss, forty point loss, and a fifteen point loss against Kind of a very average Penn State team last year. Things are not looking good. What to go D and old East Lansing just yet? Uh, okay, I gave it a C minus. You're like the Simon Cowell here. You're like uh, an asshole, maybe a closet flamer. 
uh, well, we don't know about you yet. Well, let's go, Carl Durrell. Okay, Carl Durrell. You gotta like this hire so far. Loving it, loving it so far. Let me pull up all KD. I mean, he 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 definitely exceeded my expectations for year one. Yeah, I think Carl Durrell. After you after you pointed out his like uh, coaching record. Mm-hmm. Previously, I think he's gotten a pretty raw deal, like from a public uh, perception standpoint. Uh, I think he's a better coach than most people realize. Yeah, I mean, he he was better at U, U, UCLA than Jim Mora, and uh, who was after him? No, oh fucking Kelly, so far, yeah, yeah. So there's that, but I mean, last year the Buffs exceeded my expectations for a team that was losing a ton. I mean, I don't know if it was. To his credit, that they were as I think stacked at wide receiver. Chevarini yeah. staying was big, but yeah, I mean they had some players last year. I know they lost a couple of those dudes to the transfer portal. Yeah, but you know making making do with a, a safety, a free safety playing quarterback. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty fun. And they were like right there for most of the they year. They almost went undefeated. They almost played in the yeah, yeah. Pac-12 championship yeah. game. So. I gave it a high B B plus. Maybe. I gotta go A with my buffs, buddy. Okay, <laughs> you know I'm gonna do that though. Right, we'll see how it pans out Mickey long. Term. Uh, <laughs> Danny Gonzalez, New Mexico, four and two for old Carl Durrell, year one. Uh, Danny Gonzalez, New Mexico. You tell me what the fuck did this dude do? I'm gonna year? give it a B. What did he even do? It was a horrible team he walked into, yeah. but. I saw strides. This is what I mean, though. You can look at Silverfield and say, hey, they went eight and four, but I saw the team look worse, right? Yeah. Whereas New Mexico, on the other hand, to me, is a team that, although they weren't good, they looked more competitive. Started to get it figured out. And I think they're going to be a dangerous team in a couple years. Bringing in uh, that Oregon transfer. I mean that yeah, Terry Wilson, Kentucky and Oregon. Well, I mean, you're clearly right from a wins and losses standpoint. Lost their first five, won their last two. So Rocky Long says DC. So is this I'm telling you, they're gonna turn that corner. Beating Wyoming and beating Fresno, those are two respectable programs. I mean shit, they kept it within they kept a lot of their losses close. They or were, at least two of their losses. This is a team that was two and ten with under Davy the year before. Uh what uh, before in 2018, three and nine. Watch, I'm telling you, Gonzalez was a good hire, man. Yeah, and who he said he brought back his boy Rocky at, Long. at Rocky Long, yeah. a defense coordinator. So Gonzalez played safety for Rocky Long. Yeah, that's a beautiful, yeah. a beautiful yeah. story. That's how football should work almost every time. Um, I like it. I'm gonna ride with you. We'll say, uh, I mean, two and five. What do you? You can't give that too high of a grade, but I'll give it a B. Just based on the uh, we're seeing eye to eye here. Upward trajectory there. All right, Ricky Renee didn't have a season at Old Dominion, so we can't judge that. Yeah, they punted on the season, so they get an F. Uh, Steve Adazio, Colorado State. Your boy. <laughs> what did Adazio do at Colorado State? Let me guess. Oh no, he did exactly what I thought he would do. He went one and three. It's tough to really judge a guy based on a four-game schedule. Um, Adazio does tend to underperform, uh, against your expectations and his ceiling has proven to be a game or two over 500. Um, so yeah, I think, I think at the time I thought this was a pretty shit hire, 
I think he had been given enough time to prove it at Boston college and had proven specifically that he wasn't going to get it done. And especially uh, we see what Halfley did in year one at BC. He looked yeah. way better. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. When you take that into account. Uh, yeah. I'm going to give, give this like uh, a D. Yep. We're seeing eye to eye here. All right. I want to tell you guys, before we get out of here, we still got like six or seven coaches left on the totem pole to go through, but uh, what college experience is brought to you by PicksWise.com, helmed by a team of trend watching data, devouring sports fanatic wise guys, giving you the who the how and the why behind every prediction on every game, every day in every single sport, all for free NBA, MLB, NHL, <laughs> fucking every sport you can think of really whatever sport they got you covered. All right with free analysis and more importantly, free picks. Plus they have betting news. You need an expert best bets head over to pickswise.com for all the free picks you need. That's pickswise.com. Boom. Right, man, we're halfway. We're, we're almost through this thing. Kalen DeBoer, DeBauer. That is the Fresno state head coach year one, three and three. Okay. Um, I think at this point, right now that seems about par for the course as, as to what Fresno should expect. And he was a brand new coach. No spring ball. I think you got to just say, see, right? Yeah. Wait and see, let give the guy a chance to develop a program. Uh, three and three, not a terrible start. Um, Fresno I was just up there. Went to Yosemite for the old B day. Nice. It's a nicer place than it gets credit for. Oh, Yosemite. Fresno or Yosemite. Well, they're close yeah. enough by yeah, each yeah, other. Yeah. Okay. But I, I will say this. When I pulled off at the highway stop to watch the uh, UCLA game uh, against Gonzaga, amazing game. The first uh, thing on the off-ramp off was a Hustlers, uh, presumably um, strip team? club. Oh, okay. You know, so maybe maybe not that nice, but fresh now. Yeah, that's actually what I imagined. <laughs> um, I've been there. I've done stand-up there. It's been a while, though. But uh nice. Uh, let's talk Brady hoax, San Diego state. Uh, I thought he did it four pretty... and four. Oh, that maybe, <laughs> but they, they, one of those losses was a game that scheduled to Colorado two days before mm. in Boulder. Should be given some leeway for and that. The one. other loss was a game they scheduled in the middle of the season at BYU. Yeah, definitely should be given leeway. He basically on went like four and two, which at San Diego state is almost cutting it. It's still not like, the uh, level that they have set the, they, yeah, he didn't Rocky long said it. He didn't clear that bar quite yet. Um, I don't know. I don't know. what C, to C, right C. Now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Rolovich wazoo. Well, again, he stepped into a similar system that Leeds had kind of set up shop for. Um, so I think that he was only probably making I don't think they played many games. If memory serves me correct, I believe COVID was a very big issue. They kept it very close against some. They should have beat Oregon, dude. That game. Oh man, was that a brutal one to watch? Shouldn't they have beaten uh, USC too, or who was it that? No, they... USC housed them. Yeah. Okay, so they only played three games. Yeah. Okay, they did beat Oregon State, which is a good win. They they lost a uh, a heartbreaker. Yeah, that score is deceiving. Yeah, forty three twenty nine, but it was way closer than that. And then at Utah, they lost by 17. So one and two on the season. I think it's too tough to judge. You know, you took a loss to the Pac-12 champion and the prior to that, the uh, Pac-12 runner up. I was impressed with what I saw on the field. 
but obviously the record doesn't show it. Yeah, I thought he did a good job. I'm going to give that hire a B. Yep. I'm going to give the job he did year one a C plus. Maybe yeah. even a B because he kept it as close as he I'm did. I'm giving it a B for the on-field performance. Yeah, I know he's a friend of the program, but whatever. Jimmy Lake, Washington. Old Jay Lake. I mean, you have to kind I, of I, appreciate what he did there. They should have been in the Pac-12 championship. That was ridiculous. They earned man. their spot in the Pac-12 championship. But they got very fortunate to beat Oregon State. They did not <laughs> get that first down. I, I still can't believe that game, um, but they did win every other game. I mean, these teams played such a small sample size. It's really hard to get a gauge. Oh, they played four out of their five games at home last year. That's another thing. That's a <laughs> confounding factor in terms of trying to judge this team and this higher. Uh, they should he, have lost Oregon state. I'm telling you that's a first down or that's not a first down. And it was fourth and one. They ended yeah. up scoring and winning. So they would have lost 21 to 20. Oh, sorry. Check that. They only played three games. I thought they were, uh, I played five. Um, you said what against, uh, you that Oregon state game was a crock of shit. Um, they did. They did luck up there. Oh, wait. So every single game they played was at home last year. No, they played. Yeah. <laughs> they, did, they didn't have a road game and they went three and one, um, including some, um, be, Pretty guess. close games. A six point win, a three point win, and a five point loss. Yeah, I give it a B. Three and one's three and one. Fuck it. Washington should have those expectations. I think uh they've built it back up to that level under Chris Peterson. So uh three and one. Good job, Jimmy Lake. There you go. Okay. Uh Eli Drinkwitz. Hmm. Missouri. The yeah. Missouri Tigers. Get that pulled up here. They were hovering in the top 25 for a lot of last year. Maybe the quietest fucking, both in football and basketball, the quietest. Leach laid it on them, though, late. Yeah. Alliteration much over there? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, they kind of. I like this higher, though. I like what momentum. he did at App State. Yeah. Five and five, I guess. I mean. <laughs> Decent enough. SEC East. Uh, it's not murderers row these days, but it's still but look at some of their losses, Bama, Florida, and Georgia, now, yeah. Mississippi state and Tennessee don't make a lot of sense, but Hey, excusable Arkansas, uh, a solid team last year. They beat them close. This was a very average team. This is what <laughs> Missouri expected? should expect to be. Give this higher B. Yeah. I'm with you. We're agreeing too much. Damn it. Sean Clark, app state. This one, I'm going to give a D. Upstate. Did they take a significant step back? Just on the field, they were sloppy penalties. I just did. I wasn't impressed, man. Yeah. Well, when a, a program has that much success, maybe they, uh, they expect to win until they expect to lose. And so maybe that was what happened last year. It's like they learned how to lose. And yeah. uh, they should have beat Marshall. They Still beat nine and three. Yeah. Give the guy a break. All right, I'll give him a C. I'll move it to Jeez, a C. Jeez, I'll fucking flip. What are you giving it? Uh, nine and three. I'm not giving anyone less than. I want to give him like a B plus. <laughs> right. You're, you're B talking plus. to me. Uh, this is the big year. You find out. Especially lost to Louisiana by three. Right? That's not a bad loss. He lost to Marshall, who's a fucking good team by ten. It's not a bad loss. And then who is their other loss? They should have beat Marshall. At Coastal Carolina. You're going to tell me this guy <laughs> lost to fucking Louisiana, Coastal Carolina, and Marshall, who had how many losses between them last yeah, year? Yeah. One each? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
And this guy's a fucking C higher. Get right, the fuck out of here. I'll give him a C plus. Get God. the penalties. Simon fucking Cowell <laughs> over here. Jeff Halfley, Boston College. That's an A minus to me. That's an A. That's an yeah, A. That's an I A. I agree. Yeah. I agree. He did a good job. I was really impressed with with uh, his teams, man. Was really impressed with his teams in year one. Very competitive. Speaking of A's, we're gonna go on a stretch of A's. I think you're Jeff Trailer UTSA. Again, this is this is Colby territory. Paying a little closer attention to these little guys than I am. You tell me. I mean, I know, I know from a betting standpoint, there was this a portion of the season that I was uh, catching some flack for riding UTSA heavily. Um, but given props that it was, it was uh hitting. Well, I can tell you this to walk in year one, this team had been dog shit. We were fading them a lot. Uh, year in, in 2019, the year that he left, I'm sorry, the, the year that he wasn't there, they were four and eight, but they were getting housed in a lot of those games. Like example, they lost to Baylor 63 to 14. They lost to army 31, 13. They lost to North Texas, 45, three. They lost to UAB 33, 14. They lost to La Tech 41-27 to Southern Miss 36-17. This team was getting their ass whooped left and right, right. Yeah. Well, enter in our boy, and all of a sudden, this team has a good season. Seven and five, Patty. Yeah, said. with with some losses against some pretty darn good teams. And close losses. Seven point loss at BYU. Eight point loss. As close at, as anyone yeah. played BYU all season. Eight point loss at UAB. Even the Army game, 12-point loss, but that was like a, a close game for majority of it. Yeah, and Florida Atlantic, oh, no. That was, that, that was the one outlier. That yeah. was the one that you're like, I don't know. Yeah. But, and here's another thing. They went through like three or four quarterbacks. Yeah. I was really impressed with UTSA this year. Well, and, yeah, that Louisiana game in the uh, bowl game, it might be their most impressive game of the year, and it was a loss. Three or four quarterbacks, that's tough. But look at these wins, Okay. Uh, a double overtime win against uh, Texas State by three, a two point win against Middle Tennessee, a one point win against Louisiana Tech, uh, a three point win against Southern Miss. Maybe this guy is counterfeit. No, not when you have that many quarterbacks out. I think it's it's your culture, man. And co- coaching them up and winning them yeah. when they're close, that that is a sign of a good coach. So I'm on a, I'm on an A. What are you gonna give it? I don't really know year what, one, they were what the expectation the game be, the year before. How bad were they? The Four and eight and all their games were blowouts. Okay. Seven and five. I'm not giving UTSA an A for anything ever. Wow. UTSB. No UTSB plus I'll give them a fucking A. I'll make them UTSA the stadium that uh, curly socks built. Um, <laughs> Greg Shiano Rutgers curly socks. That should be David Robinson's nickname. Uh, sh- uh, what is that? You said what? Greg Shiano. Is that what you're talking about? UTSA. Yeah. Okay. I'm a fucking idiot. Jeez. I thought that was an actual person. Curly socks. No. <laughs> I didn't catch that they were in San Antonio there. <laughs> I'm an idiot. Uh, Greg Shiano. Year one. It's an A. Right? It's a fucking A plus. Yeah. That was a bad. Yeah. I mean, just the fact he took Michigan to du- to a du- double overtime. Yeah. The Golden Guido and now has the number uh what nine recruiting class in the nation? <laughs> yeah. At fucking Rutgers. Dude. Rutgers played the first football game ever. This team needs to come back and, and be nasty. <laughs> they're due. Let's just say they're due hundred and fifty-three years later. Uh for some glory. And Greg Shiano is the goldenest right. Guido ever. We got three game, three coaches left. Todd Graham, Hawaii. I was actually 
And I normally talk shit about this guy. I was impressed, Patty C. He did a good job. He did a good job in the Mountain West Conference. Uh, what what was their overall record last year? They went bop, 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 five and four. It doesn't matter. I was impressed just with the on-field performance considering. I mean, I thought maybe it was the San Jose State game that I watched. Oh, they beat Nevada, too. I, the, beat and the Nevada. Boise State. They lost to Boise State by eight. Yeah, close against Boise yeah, State, close, close against, against San, San Jose, Jose State. State. And then they beat Nevada. And kind of handed it to uh, Houston in the bowl game. Yeah. Ty Graham was not a huge fan of his yeah. before. It just kind of seemed, he rubbed me the wrong way, but. We got to give it an A right now, right? Got to give it an A. Yeah. Maybe Ty Graham has found his second, uh, you know, persona and he's becoming likable. Samuel Pittman of Arkansas. And Pittman. This was a dude, good first This was year. a fucking amazing first year. I'm giving that an A or an A plus. Sam Pittman really like uh, got player buy-in, which I thought was awesome. He is the perfect coach for that. And you got to remember, they got completely bull, like shit on in that Auburn game. Yeah. Oh my they should have won that Auburn they game. They did win yeah. that Auburn game. Um, but three and seven. So I can't give that an A. <laughs> But Arkansas is starting way behind the eight ball in terms of, uh, you know, schedule or, or in terms of talent last year. Look, and culture. Three point loss to LSU, two point loss to Missouri, only a 49 point loss to Alabama. <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe, maybe it'd be, maybe it'd be, maybe I backtrack on that a a little bit. Okay. But I did think I was impressed by their on-field uh, performance. A, a tough schedule. Had to go on the road against Auburn, against AM at Mississippi State. Got Georgia across division. Fucking Alabama and LSU in the division. I mean, that's a ball buster schedule. Well, the SEC gave them no favors. No, yeah. You know, no favors by, by giving them that schedule. But uh, last but not least, Marcus Arroyo. UNLV. Hmm. If I recall, this was a decent hire, correct? I gave it an F when they hired him, and I think I'm still going to give it an F. Well, then I stand corrected. What did he do? Oh, and six. Never mind. <laughs> Terrible fucking season. Uh, <laughs> did not manage more than 27 I, points. And, and trust me, after watching uh, Justin, uh, what's his name? The quarterback of the Chargers. Oh, uh, I want to say Justin Fields. Herbert. Herbert. Um this guy should have been the Trevor Lawrence of Oregon and only <laughs> confirmed to me. Marcus Arroyo is a terrible offensive coordinator. <laughs> he did kind of, uh, you know, uh, Justin Herbert shines significantly more in the NFL than, than he did college. in college. Yeah. That, that usually is a good indicator that either the dude is specifically built for the NFL, which I think he is built for either one, but maybe he was used incorrectly at what do you, what do you give this one? Uh, I guess. Yeah, I got to agree with you. That's an F that's I, I don't it's give our only out. F. Yeah. Our only fucking F UNLV, especially when there's Bobby Petrino out there or Rex Ryan. Yeah. I want one of the, one of the two get a fucking scumbag. Or less miles. I'll take less miles at UNLV. Yeah. Less is now uh, the, the right kind of character. <laughs> he has the reputation we want to see in the death star. All right, guys, if you're a first time listener to the college experience, make sure you subscribe. We handicap every single division one college basketball and college football game. Been doing it for four years and been over 500 each and every year. 
and we give you all that for free. We've also been waiver 500 on our locks. So get on over to sports gambling and uh, check out the picks page. Also give us a sub- subscribe to us. We are available on all platforms, as I mentioned before. And uh, yeah, if, if, if we don't charge for picks, we won't charge for picks. The only thing I'm going to try to charge you for is your kindness. Can you get over to iTunes? Give us a five-star review. We'd certainly appreciate it. If you do take a screenshot, tag me at the Colby D and I will uh, send you a college experience t-shirt, a brand new college experience t-shirt. So do that. I'm at the Colby D. Give me a follow as well. Patty C's on Twitter at Patty C831. NC Nick's on Twitter at NC underscore N I C K. And uh, what else? Check out the sports gambling podcast on Twitter at DSGP network. All right. All right. We got more college football and college basketball talk for the rest of the fucking year, Woo! each and every year. All right. So uh, stick around, check it out. Tell a friend college experience. All right. This is the college experience, college football coaching hot seat in year two review. You